0: This is Daniel Warren Johnson, the creator of Space Mullet, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Nice. Thank you for leaving a space. If you noticed, if you listened closely last week, in the woo-hoo there was another sound that echoed as well. I couldn't separate my go... From the woohoo, they overlapped And they were the same waveform, So I couldn't split them As close as I got To chopping the go Away from the woohoo still some in was a little very bit of But this is all Behind the curtain stuff That they won't hear in the beginning Oh nice,
1: that's a nice little long entry
0: Um, could be I need to tell you the truth I don't even remember what I picked for so You week.
1: don't know, now you know
0: I know who our intro is.
2: Ooh,
1: is it one of our new ones? It is one of our new ones. That's so hot.
2: You have yeah. almost enough to go a whole year without repeating. I do. And that's including our friends, but yes. Yeah, no. It, <laughs>
0: yes, it is. Including our <laughs> friends. Yeah,
2: that's why I said <laughs> it. I wasn't being <laughs> mocking. I was
0: just into that. Too. I, but I, mm-hmm. I succeeded, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So depends on how you look at it. Depends on how you spin it, uh, right? I mean, am
2: I right? It's, <laughs> it's really killing it was did, did you get what you said you were gonna get or there's, there's oh we're of, playing black what? no i'm saying really? it's like i kind of succeeded but i didn't I'm, i didn't know we were it was i did i didn't see you on stage last night at the debate i'm sorry
0: no i did not get what i uh the number that i said i would but i also did get the number i said i would if you looked at it from a different angle <laughs>
1: well it's a hologram. So they hold their fire, water a little better. That's was true. <laughs> yes, that's true. true.
0: That, that shit is very true. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into Vince,
2: that. Hey, the leaf, and that's I, but no, but it's the. the it, I'm referring to the leaf you kept fucking slapping me in the face with. I did. He <laughs> stood there and took it. Are you sat there? Because because I don't I I don't like picking on the drunks. I just I let them just fucking get it out of their system. Trust me, I've I've worked at catering joints. I I I know how people who can't hold their liquor can get. So I'm just I ride it out. Smack. I just I just
1: kiss homeless men
2: and tell them God bless you. That is true. About money, are
1: very generous.
2: I was waiting for the wallet to come (laughs) out.
1: It's
2: true.
0: Hey everybody, 11 o'clock comics episode 443, and I'm Vince B.
2: Yeah, you, you are Vince B. I am David A. Price. All day long. su Studio, I'm Phil Collins. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I heard that people like you more than the Beatles, which is absolutely insane. you right, they do. Conceive that. It's not, it's not happening. I, you know, I can understand from Raph, cause it's <laughs> Raph. <laughs> well, no, I love, him, but, you know he's 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 a little he's flaky like me, right? He has his eccentricities, but Campbell comes in and says truth.
2: Yeah, but you got oh, to think. I don't, think I, I don't. Chris Campbell doesn't know, can't tell you two Stevie Wonder songs, so I'm not. I am not surprised by by, by you Mr. remember the Campbell. Truman Show Vince. <laughs> I do.
1: Campbell. That that was his childhood, <laughs> only without the cameras. <laughs>
0: Well, how did he get out? What hit him in the head?
1: I don't Nothing know. Found... I haven't heard that story. I haven't heard the origin story yet. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I'm itching to, to read that one then. God bless him. Be, prefers the Beatles or the the Collins over the Beatles. That's like, woof.
1: Speaking of Phil Collins, did you hear that he's uh, making a comeback? That's great. Um, awesome. and he you know, hates Paul McCartney. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious though, for real. I did. I, I, I read that.
0: Big, big deal. He, he feels hurt. I, I
1: f- and why well, it, listen, we've all had moments where you've you've met either a hero or someone that you idolized, and it wasn't all it's cracked up to be, and that's uh that's the emotional pain of that doesn't I don't think is any different whether you're a celebrity too or not
0: right, but what did he idolize? Did he idolize the music or did he idolize the man or the potential for camaraderie with the man like it's just crazy it if you sad. love the guy's work. You know, if he kills cats in his spare time, he still created an amazing body of work.
1: That is true. I can't argue that. Yeah.
0: You know what else you can't argue with?
1: How cheap you can get your comics at Discount Comic Book Service. I am
0: so in love with you right now. How cheap you can get your comics at Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. Remember that URL because you will use it frequently, as in once a month. DCBService.com can get you your books for a fraction of the cover price, such as from Fantagraphics. This time around, we have the life and legend of Wallace Wood hardcover. This thing is a massive $40 hardcover. Contributions by Bill Gaines, Grant Geisman, Larry Hama, Paul Kirshner, Trina Robbins, John Severin, Tom Sutton, Al Williamson, and a whole mess more. This thing is, you need this on your shelf. If you're serious Comic book scholar, you need to have this book on your shelf. And the best part is, it's from fanographics. The production values are going to be top-notch. You're going to see boobies, undoubtedly. And all of the information is going to be vetted. These are people who know. So how much would you expect to pay for this, right? It's Fantagraphics. So you figure $40 cover price, maybe on a good day I'm getting 35% off. Nope. You can get this for half off the cover price. $19.99 delivered right to your home. That is insane. I'm going to be mad if you guys all don't get this. Oh, we're going to get it. From PS Art Books, it's the Pre Code Classics Space Busters Space Patrol Hardcover. This uh, features work by Harry Harrison, and the art is by Murphy Anderson, a good portion of it. Um... Norm Saunders too. Cover price is fifty nine ninety nine. It's in line with the Marvel Masterworks, which I guess have gone up to seventy bucks, right?
1: I I didn't even know. uh Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: I think so. Uh, like sixty nine bucks. So ten dollars less than a Marvel Masterworks, but you can bring it home for forty percent off the cover price. You can get it for thirty five ninety nine. And bringing up the rear, my man Richard Corbin. Mini-series at Dark Horse, Shadows on the Grave, Writing and Drawing. You need this, too. Uh Cover price is $3.99. Your price, because you're smart, and you go to DCBService.com to get your books, $1.99. That's half off, boys' pants. You cannot get these things cheaper anywhere else. Go there, DCBService.com. I should echo that. Do a little special effect on uh, that. Uh, thank
1: you. Dot com, come come
0: Right. Do sound dirty though. You're right. Yeah. We don't want to sound
1: dirty. Nah, son. No, never, never. Nice. That's not our style. Never. Nothing.
0: So um what is up, my men?
1: Well, uh I am drinking magic hat number nine.
0: Oh, I love that beer. Uh, yes. I I'm bringing it so for cool. you. Thank you. You get the complete package with that beer. Beautiful label, great taste. Good awesome mouthfeel. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't.
1: One, it one goes down too
0: fast for me. Yeah, I like it. Good on you.
1: Yes, sir. I, I I'm going to ask Daff what he's drinking, but I think I know because as I was on his Facebooks earlier,
2: he tipped his hand. Yep. He put it on the Facebooks. What? What wow. he tells me? Oh, uh, maybe it depends on which picture you're looking at. Uh, because well, I see all of
1: them DAP posts. Oh,
2: oh, well, good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad notifications work. Um, there was a one that I rated that I had last night that I forgot.
1: Oh, maybe Raid. that's what I'm talking about.
2: Which was Bogle, which was Bogle, yeah, really good. Um, and I've had I, I, I've had their red before. This is their essential red from California. It was really. Real easy to get carried away with. But tonight, uh, I cracked open something new. Um, I figured it was appropriate because, well, um, we read the comic books that are made with what the name of this wine is. And we also have some on our skin. This is Black Ink Red Wine from California. Uh Exotic, decadent, and mysterious. Black Ink's exclusive Red wine blend combines rich black cherry and ripe black plum flavors with a mouth-watering finish. And um, this is another one that I can get carried away with. Nice. Speaking about black ink and getting carried away,
0: Ink Masters is getting really painful to watch. I'm a couple behind,
1: so I'm not sure if they're down. Hold on a second.
0: And it's all because of Ryan.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh. Let's roll back, let's roll back. What okay. Do you drink, Vince? Diet Pepsi. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right, what I'm so saying. We didn't roll back. Okay. It's, it's
0: getting very painful to watch because I find Ryan completely captivating. Oh, she's... I can't, I, she's it, it, it almost hurts to look at her. She's so beautiful. She just she's just uh, um, like, a,
1: like a muse. She's like, uh, not a muse, um, uh, what's the, um, I can't think of the term right now, the, uh, the greek um you know uh siren
0: she's like a siren she's like a siren yeah and you know the best part of it she's from hazelton is she really i can, she, I can be in hazelton in like under 40 wait, minutes
1: you mean we could get ink from her
0: yeah Ugh. yep well i'm sure her prices yeah, have gone she's, up astronomically Well, I mean, especially, you get what especially she's, she's, she she's going to win she's
1: definitely going to win she's incredible Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if she's gonna win though because she's incredible, but she's mainly a black and white realistic artist.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. She's done some really nice colors, though. Right, right. Um, But yeah, I, I, I don't know what I would do if I ever actually got ink from her. I would be, I'd be verklempt. I, I don't. My hands, I wouldn't. I'd be like this. She is completely stunning.
1: Those are contact lenses, right?
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. Well, whatever. Either way though. Incredible.
0: Yeah. Fetching. Um, I have a thank you and I'm sure we all do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Big ups to our buddy, Mr. Dave Jordan. Oh, real. For sending us the fourth edition of Where Do We Go From Here. Clear. You have to get it. It's always a joy to read Dave's stuff and the, uh, Inktober work he's doing. Oh, oh yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad to see him get a little crazy mm-hmm. a little uh surreal right. because um where do we go from here is not that right it's 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 not the that's not the type of story he's telling in this book so you get both worlds from Mr. Jordan you get um this really neat um very involved story um I don't want to call it commonplace but it it does it is a day-to-day thing it's, it's, it's a, um, a real world tale. But that stuff he's doing on the Inktober. Oh my God. Yeah. He's better, he better put that. Well, that's why he's doing it. He's going to all put it together and make another yep. book. Uh, you need all Dave's stuff. You do. All of you it. You do. Yes. And you can find Dave Jordan's art on the Facebook, if you like Dave Jordan. Uh, you can go to davejordanart.com or you can, um, Twitter and Instagram at that Dave Jordan. Mm-hmm. info at dave you can email him directly and say hey man heard some stuff about your books i want them what's up bro yeah words and pictures by dave jordan my man ubiquitous dave jordan Oh, ubiquitous so there we go any other ones any other thank
2: yous? uh not necessarily a thank you but um it's a reminder that every so often um I back things on Kickstarter and then I don't forget about them, but I, I don't always look for every single update and find out, you know, what's shipping and, 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 you know, what's the, there's really only one that I'm still kind of waiting on. Um, right. <laughs> but it's, it's, no, actually two, two, one, one that actually Jason knows about and the other one is, uh, from Canada. The other one feels like it might as well be from Canada, but, uh, I received I'm, what
0: I'm waiting two years on one too. Are you oh, cool? Yep. 2 years for that that stupid Quefi router. Oh, oh my god.
2: Oh, wow. Bringing so, it back. It. That's right. Yep. Holy yep. shit. Okay. And well,
0: my wife god every month oh, really? did we get those strange extenders yet? Did we get those This Kickstarter sucks. Like she doesn't <laughs> understand what Kickstarter did? It, so it not
2: well, Kickstarter it, that sucks. It's, is it. as bad as as uh when when, when it comes to the asking about the coolest cooler but yeah i mean every i i just i feel the anger rise whenever i get another fucking email this
1: it. fucking guy i'm telling you you know <laughs> i'm a pretty chill dude right you guys know i'm i, I don't get all irate about stuff I, I i would spit in this guy's face if he was in my presence
0: but what i don't understand is you guys were promised something yeah. And it was not delivered.
2: It's it's very- But he's selling them in other places. Yes, because he wants, because the money, the profit he's making off of selling them at Amazon, he'll be able to, without you having to pay extra, finally ship yours to you. It's very similar to okay. Sullivan Sluggers where Homeboy didn't realize what fucking shipping is. Right, he didn't, he didn't calculate the correct shipping, it's so that's a, him. It's it's him. All him. Exactly, exactly. But, right. but he apparently, you know, he's crying poverty, He doesn't have the money to ship it to everybody, so he has to sell some to get the money that way. To that's ship prob- it. And it's, it's
1: the, it's the lack of contrition that drives me nuts. He sends these ebullient exclamation point laden email updates like, great news! <laughs> I've got another batch going out to Target this <laughs> week, and as a result, I'm going to be able to ship out another fifty to all of you folks soon. Or if you'd like it for summer, you can spend send me another hundred bucks, and I'll make sure to get it to you. And I'm like, oh, "What a jerk! You're an absolute criminal. You're a complete and utter farcical criminal."
2: Every time, every mm-hmm. time I get an email, I go to Slack and I just say, "This fucking guy." That's I. <laughs> it's true, and I, I, I giggle at your page. Two summers ago, <laughs> two summers ago, I'm at my my
1: my beach club and. Duke walks, walk rolls up with the coolest cooler. He's like, Oh, look at this thing. It's as cool, cooler. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> what are you then, douche? You <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I got a target. I'm like, oh, <laughs> cool. oh, man. He was making margaritas up in it. <laughs> oh, he was loving it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. oh, like He's
2: beatboxing it. <laughs> My <laughs> man. Bars. Uh, so I received, it's a good song. I received two, um, of my Kickstarters last week, um one Mario and Ray know about because that's the uh the Mison knife, which is a beautiful thing uh the other is it comic related yes, awesome, just for you uh-huh. published so you can buy it. you can actually go and buy it now i you probably could have bought it before I received it published. By Image Comics and brought to you by the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. This is She Changed Comics. Oh, you got that. You got this. Look at the you. A little sticker and, and a, uh, Kickstarter backer, um, insert. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice, um, I think it's, it's physically the dimensions. It's, it's a little larger than a, uh, actually it's not. It's, it's, it's a little bigger than where do we go from here? Uh, but it's smaller than it, it, it's a little bigger than like a Moleskine notebook. It, it's just, or it's, it's very, it's just a smidge smaller than the Spider King since we're familiar with the size of that book. Yes. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's filled with text pieces. There are, um, interviews and, and, uh, biographies of, uh Louis Simonson Fiona Staples and and Jeanette Kahn and Gail Simone and just basically anybody who um and any woman who has had anything to do uh in this wonderful industry that we celebrate every week is uh golden age silver age underground alternative it's it's uh yeah it it looks like I don't know if it's something that I will read straight through I'll probably read a few uh few creators and then um take a breather and, and read some but it 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 will get read. Uh but it it's um it's not a it, it's not a comic. I don't think it's an anthology like um the 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 other Kickstarter books we've uh we've backed in in, in the past. Um so it it like the Secret Love is- of Geek Girls, things like that. Hmm. Um no, does it say who did the cover? The cover,
0: if the cover is in fact the the, the, the hand holding the the drawing and painting
2: impl- implement. Oh no, that the is that the um, those, that's the book plate and the uh, and the sticker that I received. Oh, okay. Um, but the cover design is by Sasha Head. Cover art is Miss Fury by Robert Gotcha. Reynolds. Okay. Uh, Excerpt from the strip originally published. In 1943, courtesy of the, courtesy of the library of American comics slash IDW publishing. Nice. Oh, the Kickstarter fundraising logo, Vince, is designed by Joanna Mick Diarmond. Okay. And I believe that's the hand holding the...
0: Yeah, now I know who to blame. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay.
2: Hater
0: <laughs> <behavior>. <laughs> All right uppity let's get up
2: yeah let's let's um so as as promised uh now the the gang is literally all here um this week we can properly do our new york comic con two thousand <laughs> yes, among other things though. yes that, that we're 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 going to talk about our weekend now Tighten it up. And then, and then we will, uh, talk about some of the, some of the things we've been reading since, uh, we all. Right. I have a topic for w- us as well. Oh, do you? My... So yes, awesome.
0: What is this topic?
2: Get... Oh, no, oh, you me mean for true. after, for yeah. after. Yeah.
0: Okay, cause yeah. I read all the comments. All I got a lot to talk yes, about. about DK3 yeah. DK3 number six, yeah. number six,
2: yeah.
0: number six yeah. masterwork. Oh, I didn't six. get
2: to it yet. We'll have to hold no, riveting. riveting.
0: No, just riveting. Think yourself, bro.
1: no hold stop. I didn't get to it.
0: Ah, oh, it's so good. I love that. <laughs> it's good
1: yeah.
0: You want me to shut him up with you? <laughs>
3: anyway. blam It's great. Uh, Alright, so. I mean,
0: no, let's, let's, usually when we, when we talk about the, uh, the New York Comic Con, uh, wrap up, we go into, uh, what I think is excruciating detail. Right?
1: Yeah, and, and. Where, where we
0: ate and how we got there and what time we got there and blah, blah. blah. Let's be judicious this time and and trim some of that stuff.
1: Well, here's the great thing. I think almost by design, it's going to be much shorter because if uh, you two are anything like me, I it's been a week, I forgot half of the details.
0: Right. Well, you as usual, I rely on David because David remembers everyone we talked to, what we talked about, and who we saw. Like David remembers. I, I got to give him credit. He remembers so, that's everything.
2: The why it's excruciating. That's cool. Well, so- no,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. See, 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 it's like see, my wife's see, in the chair. See? See? Okay. So let's set the tone. Set the tone. Like,
0: cause you can rope him like nobody's business. He just,
1: I got it. I'm reeling really? it in. Set the tone.
3: I
0: set the tone.
1: Record record attendance.
0: 150,000?
1: Yes. But I meant Great. of our crew.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> our crew's not that big. Yeah, uh, It's getting close, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Of course, y'all. It did me the great pleasure of, uh, staying at my crib again. And, uh, we also had, for the first two, uh, the first three evenings, we had Mario stay with us. And then for the final two evenings, we had Ray stay with us. So there was one mm-hmm. night of overlap. And then we, uh, had a certain eight foot tall Aussie named Roland who also stayed at, uh, at the crib for the duration. And y'all rolled, uh, the to my on Wednesday night. Yes.
0: It was awesome.
1: We did it up. We drank some liquors. Yeah. Yeah. We I think
0: we I, talked. I enjoyed the, the time with just like our posse oh, more than the convent, the actual con floor. I mean, I enjoyed that. That's great. And it's, it's an experience unto itself and everybody should do it, but I get more out of when it's just our, yeah, group. did you um, hear
1: those thinking about, uh, adding a preview night on Wednesday?
0: It's insane. That's, it's it's crazy.
2: So it is. So, so it is. San Diego East. That's
0: yeah. Now in real talk. Now four days. Did
2: it not take its toll on you? Oh, for sure. It took a, it. It yeah. took its toll on my feet. And it's yeah. not. And because it is, it's all in the same building. There's Artist Alley, which again, fantastic. I love the setup. It's it's it as usual. Like it's been for the past few years. It's, it's on its own, off to the side. I love that they um. That they opened up the outside. So now you can, if you want to leave yes. or come back in just to artist alley, you go through, um, the not smoking area, uh, <laughs> the, um, not tattooed chick area, no, but the, uh, Ooh. but you kind of, it's not like you, it, it, from what I understand about San Diego, it's not like San Diego where you need so many days to see everything there. You can see everything in two days, in less than two, you can see everything. That uh, you, it may be a bitch to get around and you may need to go back and, and, and shop some more, but everything you need to see under the roof at, at the Javits Center can be done. So I, I do agree with you, Vince. It, it, yeah. it kind of gets on you.
0: But you're not factor, we are not factoring in panels because we never. No,
2: that's true. Go to panels. Don't do the panels.
0: And, and a lot of people do. There so a
1: major, major part of, of, of any convention really, but we're just, it's not usually our scene. It-
0: it's like they don't even exist. We don't even check the listings. Well, and, also, and there
1: are a lot of panels we would enjoy. I mean, there are sure. definitely panels that we would have a blast participating in. But I think for me, with New York in particular, it's just that it's in a completely separate part of, of the convention center. And you need to plan for it. And we're not the best planners. That
2: That is true. Now, this year... Uh, Speak for you. Well, huh. was, uh, this year they decided to... Because whenever we would leave and we would walk somewhere... We would pass one of the buildings that had Westworld in the window. So a lot of the, some of the panels were actually off site. This year, but mm-hmm. uh, like all the but, walking
1: dead stuff was at Madison Square Garden.
2: Right, and I think something else was going on at the Hammerstein Ballroom. So they're they, they they actually kind of realized that not all the panels and the celebrity photos and autograph sessions can all happen in the same building. But for me, as as great as it would be to you know sit down for forty five minutes to an hour and and listen to a panel and and get get information firsthand from the source instead of you know having it filtered out or, or through rumors as the convention goes on but when i am at a convention i want to see the people i don't get to see too often and and by taking myself off the floor and going to sit in a panel for an hour i miss that much more time not doing what i'd like to do and and see people and 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 talk to to friends and and creators
1: Right. Very true. Very well said. Wow. Sorry.
0: But, um, I have to admit that the highlight of the con proper for me was David's hug from someone that we're probably going to get to. (laughs) That was the best because you were so happy. Uh, You were glowing. Yeah. So as as people,
1: we, we spent the as you guys are alluding, the majority of our time in Artist Alley, which for those that don't know New York, um, it's at the right-hand side of the Javits Center, and it's its own thing. And um, it, by all accounts, it's one of the largest artist alleys of any con. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure it's the largest; I guess it would depend. But but it is certainly larger than any of the others that we participate in. I think Heroes is probably a little bit more of a spacious room, and it's essentially one big artist alley. But I think in terms of number of artists that are attending, I think New York has the larger crew from what I understand. Right. sounds about right. Right. I think so. But, uh, yeah. So we, uh, I mean, I have to say we spent more time inside the con this time than we have in a long time. I mean, because generally the last few years we've uh, made ourselves very scarce on Saturday in particular because it is the craziest day. Yeah. But, um, but it's really through. I don't think we intended to, but we ended up spending most of Saturday in inside of the uh, the con. Um,
0: I'm kind of glad we did. I would never have gotten as close to the number of intros that we we did get. That's true.
1: That is true. You want to talk about that, Vince?
0: Well, if you remember, uh Jason mandated that I get <laughs> fifty um, intros, mm-hmm. and. Uh, While I did come close, I did not hit the mark. (laughs) I I got 47 47, intros, and I uh, supplemented that number with intros from people who listened to the show. uh, People that listened to the show would know. Because we mention these people all the time, so I figured, okay, well, let's get intros from these people because we'll keep it in the family, and we'll, I'll jack my numbers up a mm. little bit, and it's easy, and they're here, and they're not doing nothing, so I'll get an intro from them. But I, I think I got fifty six <laughs> with friends.
2: Well, definitely, and I the whole friends issue in the book, yeah, very I, early. Yeah, oh, my, I mean, yeah, dude, you were one step uh, away from, from you know, getting an intro from our fucking Uber driver. It's true. Yeah, that that would have been, been fun. And, and in know. my opinion, it would have been legitimate because <laughs> yeah, it was part of the weekend.
1: Either.
3: <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> but hey Beth, let me do an intro. <laughs> I'm in the shower. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It don't matter. Get in <laughs> 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 so I didn't make the mark, but I do have enough intros to last for another
2: year. Until pretty get, much. Until heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Vincent, That's uh, good. That's
1: Naturally, uh, dull taste buds.
0: What is that about?
1: The fact that you can't taste heat.
0: Oh, yeah. yes. that's silly. That, those wings were not that hot, dude. They're not. Um, to look at it this way. I've been conditioned right. over decades mm-hmm. from eating this stuff where it doesn't phase me.
1: That's what I'm getting at. Right. Now, you know, we did do a nice uh, job this year, though, of taking breaks in the middle of the day. We We, we definitely took you know, pushing two hour long type cocktail lunches each day.
0: Oh, that was the best part too, hanging yeah. with the no apologies guys. I mean, um, Daryl and Chris and, and Raf. And Gil. It, it, and Gil. Well, of course. Yeah. Of course, Gil. Um, no, it's just, it's, that's the camaraderie I love because you can kick back and, and laugh and eat some food, drink some beer. And then yeah, okay. Let's go back to the show. It's still going to be there. Right. Right. You got to make time for the important stuff absolutely and uh yeah, and it, it was great um I have to say that I think the flow of traffic was managed much better this year. i don't know what they did I agree. even if don't i don't know if they did anything but when when David and myself and occasionally Jason would go up to the main con floor in search of whatever, I have to say it was much easier to traverse the floor than it has been in, in previous Yes,
1: years. I agree. And I, I know one of the things that someone pointed out that they did specifically was the corridor between the main entrance hall and Artist Alley. Um, they In the last two years, they had a lot of paid vendors displaying stuff in that hallway. And this time, if you notice, they did have displays, but it wasn't any manned things. So people were able to pay to have things on display, like that bar setting and some of those, uh, the displays, but they weren't manned, like, areas that were holding up traffic. And I think that okay. made a big difference. But listen, it Reed should. does a great job. I mean, I, Absolutely. I would think, you know, Javits, for those that aren't on the East Coast or haven't ever been, you know, Javits is the only ma- major convention center in New York City um it's um it's a it's a problem it's been a problem for a long time there have been multiple attempts to uh build and approve a new more state of the art convention center that would be more in keeping with new york being one of the the largest most vibrant cities in the world mm-hmm. um but it's it's hard to pull off because of zoning and not in my backyard stuff and political machinations and and tax costs and all that but either way Javits is a suboptimal very old poorly laid out convention center and it is not designed to hold 150,000 people. Um, so the fact that they're able to make it tolerable, even on a Saturday is a big, big hat tip to read that they, they do yeah. an excellent job. I mean, all you know, when you're in the middle of it, do you sometimes get frustrated and want to gripe? Probably. But, but taking a step back from it and, you know, a week past it being, having been there, it, it's, they do a heck of a job and they've, and they've only gotten better with each year
0: i totally agree yeah
1: so highlights highlights of the oh. show itself
0: well let's not unveil the big one first okay. let's just say um we one of the first tables we bellied up to was um our man daniel warren johnson Oof. and he is no he's an amazing he like i said he he's gonna blow up and it's going to be soon. So if you are a speculator and you want to make some money, buy some Daniel Warren Johnson original art pages because they're going to be going for big bucks soon. Um, but he had, as we said, his two books, the uh, Star Trek-themed Martok and the Star Wars Green Leader. And he was doing sketches and doing commissions. And if if you um, bought one of the Mar- the Star Trek or Star Wars books, he would actually draw a little... Sketch in there for you. And he asked you what you wanted—an exploding A-wing. Uh, what was it—an A-wing, a B-wing, or a Y-wing? David. It
2: was uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, no and A. Or was it X and Y? But yes. Any of the the Y-wing ships, he would he would sketch for you and.
0: Yeah, he he would blow them up, and yes. I watched very closely as he was drawing, and he was using a brush pen. He has this this fearless instinct where he just throws down. He's twisting the brush and dragging across the paper and scumbling it. And and from a distance, it doesn't look like anything, right? But he keeps working it and he keeps going in and he's drawing the Y-Wing and it's in pieces. And boom, he's done. And he shows it to you and it's absolutely stunning. And it takes him about a minute and a half to do. And I put it up on the Facebooks um i think the guy's just incredible happy he he looks just giddy to be
2: there Oh, absolutely
0: oh unlike some of the creators who are like you know tapping the desk yeah. and they're they look bored uh frank cho comes to mind mm-hmm. right one of the things that we had to have a little giggle was um uh frank cho was sitting there with these
1: oh,
0: idiots. Wrap around sunglasses in the middle of the convention center. He
1: looked like his, he was supposed to be in, he, he looked like he uh, thought he was going to the World Series of Poker and went, went to the wrong place.
0: <laughs> right. And yeah, yes, there was a, a, a line at Cho's booth, but not nearly as long as I would expect it to be. And uh, later on in the convention, um, Gil from No Apologies shows me a book he bought from Frank. And it was a Bud Root art book. Which, by all accounts, I should own.
1: It was a nice book.
0: Yes, I should have this. But I guess did Frank publish it, or he had something to do yes. with it?
1: He, I don't know the financial terms of it, but for a while now he has hosted Bud on his forums and his website, and so I, I don't know if it's just because he's a fan of Bud's work, or that, that was one of his mentors. But, but yeah, he definitely ha- helps him in some way, either just through web presence or perhaps even repping him. I'm not sure about you know, what kind of financial deal they have. But, yeah, he definitely does have a lot to do with Bud Root these days. Right.
0: So as I'm looking through the book, I noticed that there was a Frank Cho. I don't remember if it was a frontispiece or if it was just uh, the title page, but there's a Frank Cho cavewoman illustration in the book. So I thought, okay, I may be able to kill two birds with one stone. I'll buy the book from from Mr. Cho, and I'll have him autograph the illustration that he created. Great, whatever. So when I saw him sitting there with the Wrap around sunglasses looking like a total goofball, right? I just couldn't, I couldn't throw 30 bucks at the guy. Yep.
1: Same exact thing happened for, for me. Yeah. Same thing. Was so excited. We we were out at one of those aforementioned lunches with Gil and the rest of the No Apologies crew having a great time. He busted the book out. We're looking at You and I are saliva's dripping down our, our chins. Well, in all
0: honesty, it's a really nice book. It
1: is, but it, you know, yeah. it's a sexy book too. It's a sexy. Sure, you're all set to get it, and then, like you said, uh, you you just you, the the de-bag alert starts going off when you see the guy, and you're thinking, I just don't want to go up and give this guy money.
0: There's a not small part of me that laments not buying the book. I mean, for my whatever hackles he raised on me, I don't have the Budroot art book. I should have just. Swallowed whatever it was and and just bought the damn book because you know I'm a I'm a possessor I need things and I needed that book but I didn't buy it and now I want it whatever it 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 didn't kill the weekend for me but it just shows you that appearances matter right yes ah so much (laughs) so what else what else do we have
1: well I mean as usual uh, the art wasn't wasn't was plentiful right (laughs) why are you laughing.
0: It was very plentiful and the majority of it, it's really good. Damn. <laughs> it is. Damn.
2: Oh, <laughs> Vince, Last New York Comic Con weekend. I'm Vince, kidding. Vince was... I was kind of brutal this there year. There were a few pieces which we
1: will not call out because we don't want to... No, help. there's no new... There were a few pieces of my, in particular, art hall this, this year that Vince was uncharacteristically nasty about.
0: And you know, one of the reasons why I think I was that way was I'm extremely comfortable around you now. I can say whatever I want. It only
1: want. took eight years? I, I, yeah.
0: Yes, that's how I roll. Uh I vibe on your giddiness. And when you're happy with something, I'm like, all right, let him go. There's no need for me to say this. It doesn't matter. He's happy with it. He loves it. Let him be happy with it. But this year, I was like, I just spoke my mind.
1: You did. You did. Like,
0: we kind of. Because I know you can take it. For sure. You're a big boy.
1: For sure. Well, and admittedly, uh.
2: <laughs> there were one or
1: two pieces that,
2: well, there was one in particular that you was yourself, one, I'll
1: put it this right. way. There was one piece which will not be scanned and be, <laughs> will never see the light of my comic art fan gallery, so.
0: <laughs> Do you see it now when I was, as if it's the one I'm thinking yeah, of? It's not
1: the no, thinking. it's not that one. And that one's gotten uh-huh. so many compliments since it got posted on CAF, by the way.
0: Because people don't have the eye. That's uh-huh. all.
1: Or they, or they don't so. know what they like. <laughs> the <one> I'm <laughs> no, referring to funny. was a certain uh, domino commission that we all.
3: Oh
0: right, um, yeah, yes. okay. Um,
1: I got a few domino commissions, and uh, there was one in particular that just, yeah, it just it fell a little short. And uh, even I just, just to make sure I wasn't out of my mind, I pulled it out at lunch one day, and uh, pretty much had 10 people laughing hysterically. So I'm, I'm guessing I wasn't too off on that one, but, but all in all, it was a it was an, a majestic art hall. Um, the, the jam pieces right? were flowing. My man Dap had super quality work done on two jam pieces. Cause we had, uh, got him started on a new star Trek jam piece for this very show and had forgot why well, I had forgotten that we had hooked it. We had created a Grendel jam piece for you that you had never started. So
2: you right. got both working. Yes, yeah, Um, and the i I know right now that the Grendel jam is something that's going to take a long time to finish. It's um, you got to be very careful who you select. (laughs) Exactly, it's Uh, in that
1: cannibal run jam status now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm so petrified to have someone else do something. Right,
0: right. Because the, the two pieces are of such high quality. Daniel Warren Johnson did Argent mm-hmm. and, uh, Daniel Govar did Grendel Prime and they are both stunning. They're on any jam. They would be standouts. The fact that both of them are on the same jam, that pushes that, that paper into a really weird territory where you're going to have to super vet. Oh, absolutely. The, the people yeah, that you do. I wanted
2: get to see your color work. I wanted to help. Oh yeah. Color yeah. Color. I just, it, there's, right. no, it's, it's not, and it's, it's, it's amusing to me that it's a Grendel jam and the whole thing with Grendel is he dresses in black. She dresses in black. There's some white on the mask and it's a black and white character or red, but the two pieces are full of color and, and, uh, as I was, Thinking about it over the weekend, even before Daniel got to it, I was like, I really, I don't know if I really thought this, this particular jam piece through because the, the artists are going to just have to be really creative to let you know. I mean, yeah, there, there are differences like with Epi Thatcher, you have, Mm -hmm. you have the wrap and, and with Brian, you can do the stitches and around the eyes and the mask. But, you know, I mean, you look at Hunter or or you look at Christine and it's, unless like you have the fork in there somehow, or she's not wearing her mask. It's, it's, it's just, I could just have a, a stat image of Grendel from the dark horse corner box and just put that nine six times across the the jam piece so um the fact that now that this color it also just kind of um i don't want to say forces but i i'm i'm glad that there's going to definitely be some uh creativity involved in in filling out these squares but uh yeah those two gentlemen they may have done you a favor
0: on the back end like they weren't super expensive mm. right jam pieces but you're f- filling the rest of oh, those squares is square. going
2: to get yeah. incrementally more expensive yeah, for sure yeah i mean i'm not i'm not going to neil adams or ben templesmith or anybody like that um i love i, I think I'd love a fucking sinkhavage but I've, i damn you damn you david <laughs> I was just
0: going to say Sienkiewicz would nail uh-huh. right. Epi. Oh, oh, no he's
2: doubt. Someone, he's someone, yeah.
0: Uh, God, get out of my head. How do you even do uh, that?
2: It, it's cozy. The, uh, <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's scary as fuck, but yeah, fuck. there you go. Um, so the Grendel Jampies, yeah, the, 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 the template was, Jason created that for Chicago and it, and, and, uh, and it, it stayed in, in the portfolio the entire, the entire time uh we were in chicago but uh, i figured all right so took a page from jason's playbook and said all right so if i have an artist working on this one then i can have this other one out and the other one being the star trek jam with the original series crew uh daniel warren johnson kicked that one off by doing an amazing looking spock so um,
1: freaking good, dude!
2: The zippetone, it is just and oh, man, forget about it. It is just insane. It's a great piece. Um, and then uh Matthew Clark, who I'm a big fan of. He is a uh, like me. His his favorite truck series is Deep Space Nine, so I know he has a love for the franchise. Uh I figured I would like somebody who enjoys these characters. To draw on the, uh, to, to pick a square or, or circle. And, uh, and, and he decided to go with McCoy, which I, I really, really like it. It's just based on DWJs and then the next one I had filled out. Uh, it's not sparse, but there's just, there's a lot more white to, it, it, it's, it's, it's line work and it, it's really good line work. It's just that the other two kind of pop a bit more. um and the other two this, the third one would be uh Yuhura by... herby <laughs> oh my god and he i was like you know he he was he was down for it i i talked to him before the show about it told him i was going to have the the jam piece if he had time if he'd be into it and he did and he was uh i asked him who he'd like to do and and i figured if if it was the the kelvin verse, he would absolutely nail Yohura. no doubt i i, I can just ice Zoe looks like a MacGuffin drawing come to life for me for some reason, and and I he would have killed it. So I asked him who he wanted to do on this one. He's like, and and the reason why because Jason was with me. The reason why I is not I wasn't hesitant, but I I wanted to double check with him when he said you heard is because last year when I was getting the Gwen Stacy commission, um he he had mentioned that you know he tends to just draw a lot of women and he likes. The times when he can go crazy on a dude he, he likes strong star lord he likes drawing you know he just he wants to occasionally draw a guy and i so if i had no problem giving him whoever he wanted uh but that's why i was i just wanted to make sure that he was in the mood for that and he absolutely was and he absolutely killed it and and i could not be Probably happy so, um the 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 Copa king strikes again so it's it's a very um i'm i'm Again, I, I had no intention of, uh, starting and finishing either jam in one weekend. That, 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 that day is long gone. It happened once. I'm not looking to repeat it. So I'm, I'm quite pleased with just going to a couple of cons to see who wants to, I don't want to say take a stab because no one's taking a stab at the Grindel piece. You gotta come correct on that one. So you just have to, uh, I just want to see who's out there who who who's interested in and having fun with it. So, um, so that's what
0: I think Clayton crane would do a great job on the Grendel too. We'll talk the, wow. uh, it's going to be pricey, but I think he will, he's going to give you the same level of color and detail. That's already. on. And, there.
2: and, yes, and, and the, the, the apocalypse he did for Jason last year is, is stunning. Uh,
3: Mm-hmm.
2: so yeah there is the, he he has he has the tools i just I, i'm not sure if you know you know how i feel about it.
0: yeah you're in a difficult position because the person may be good for the the job but if you aren't vested in their work right. then yeah, as, as good as they are th- that leaves something by the wayside for right. you so I know I totally understand it. I'm just throwing names out that. Oh, one. and I appreciate I, it. I, I want but it skillful, even, and absolutely. Have do that. No, and
2: I, I I agree. I mean, if if it was like the last square, and I'm like, okay, you know, do you feel like it? And 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 he was down for, as long as you know he was his usual jovial self, then then yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd, uh,
3: so uh, <laughs> oh, so aside Lord. from
2: the 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 jam pieces, uh, I had to um I had to pick up something for Renee. And Jason had mentioned uh Naomi Romero a while ago, told me about the uh the her being an illustrator dealing mostly with uh with pets and yep. uh she she had a uh she and her twin sister had a funky looking booth and um I stopped by and asked for a piece of a piece done of sasha and rocket and she absolutely killed it and what was hilarious is that um she had drawn sasha with um with two full ears and and sasha's left ear is is clipped so it it it, it didn't I don't know it, it I, I everything was great appreciate the work. And, and we went around and, and we were walking around a bit and, and the more I, I just dwelled on it, I was like, I, I just, I want to see if, not that it can be fixed, but I just want to let her know, you know, I was like, if there's anything, and she did. So, so she put white out over the, over the tip. It looks great. Renee thinks it's the best thing ever because obviously Sasha had a tip at one point. So you can still kind of see the tip under the white out. It just makes it, uh, that much more, um, memorable. So, uh, that, that's Slade. That was absolutely a, a, a killer piece. I, I absolutely love that one. Um, I picked up two pages from Mr. Mark Morales, who is always fun to talk to. Um, for sure. I, I think just based on his body of work and who he's worked with in the past, um, he'll be fun to just have on the show and, and, and chat with. But, uh, there were, he had, aside from work that The stack he had is, is similar to, you know, previous years where it's just, you know, books that he's worked on over the years, pages from here and there. Uh, but he also had a few pages from a series that had come out two days earlier, uh, Deathstroke number four, as well as pages from Deathstroke number three when he inked Joe Bennett. And there were two pages, uh, from the flashback, the, uh, where Where Slade comes home and finds Joseph and loses his eye, and there are there are just certain things, certain scenes from Deathstroke's origin that really um, always stick with me, And, and the fact that his origin tied into Jericho's origin and how everything just was connected as as the Titan story was was continuing. That's just real important to me, so I, I... Mark had the pages, and and uh, I had to leave with them. So I did, and then the other page was a... Um, was a page from The Mask Strikes Back, which was a... one of the sequel miniseries from the original Mask miniseries that Dark Horse had published, because Mr... Um, Keith Williams had... A stack of ink pages from his work over the years. Saw the mask page and left it there on was it Thursday or Friday, Vince? Because we because we, Jason was getting some. Jason was talking to Brett Blevins. Right, so it may have been Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. And then on, so I was talking to Keith for a while, and and you know, he had, he had inked. He inked Paul Ryan on Ravage 2099 and, and so he's been around a while. So we were just chatting with him for a little bit. Left the page there, told him I'd think about it. And the, what, what, what made me buy the page was the next day, I had no idea the man was going to be there, but Doug Monkey had a table next to Peter Tomasi in Artist Alley. So as soon as I saw Doug, made a beeline to Keith, bought the page, Keith signed it, brought it over to Doug. Doug signed it, Vince got the intro, and uh <laughs> yeah. all's well that ends well. So uh it, it, while while I did not leave with the booty Jason left with, and and there was no reason I think I I, I would, I enjoyed the uh again, it it's the whole I'm, I'm there to hang out with you two, hang out with the crew, um, see people we don't see too often, talk to creators and, and thank them for their work and, and talk about what they're working on now and what's coming up. And, uh, and if something catches my eye. So, um, I had a couple of things this year that, and, and I think probably in past years, I would not have, you know, I wouldn't have left with two pages from you know mark before but it was just i was in the mood and and what probably also helped that sale go through was that right after mark signed the pages i brought them over to someone else to sign and i'm pretty sure oh, yeah. it's the, we're, we're getting to the part where uh where where vince is just really champ at the bit <laughs> yeah
0: you know i hate to single anyone out as being um, more impactful than anyone else, because we had a a a ball with all no, the creators really that weekend, but knowing David and knowing how david um, I guess the word is worships C- certain people certain creators um, when when you put that much stock in someone 's work, meeting them in person it 's always risky business because no matter what they do they always fall short of the mark in 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 your mind like when you meet one of your one of your idols they always kind of fall short whether it's something they say or do or they just don't seem into it or you know they got to go or they're not paying attention to you like there's always sure. that little that little niggly bit that 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 crops up but I think it's the first and only instance where I was in the presence of somebody meeting their idol where the person actually exceeded expectations. He was cordial and welcoming and funny and alive and talkative and just seemed to give a crap about Mm -hmm. who we are, what we what we wanted from him, what he could give us and, and, and thanked us for, for buying his books all, all the years and, and experiencing comics with him along with it. Christopher Priest was amazing. He was so amazing. And he was and and you know you, you hear stories right uh none of them seem to be true to me because he was in every respect a true professional who honestly seemed to love what he was doing and appreciate the fact that we love what he's doing yep right um david had been in in contact with mr priest for a while um trying to wrangle him to to be on the show and you know there were ups and downs in that process but you know the the long story short is that Mr. Priest is going to be on with us be, not only because of what David had done and Jason right behind the scenes but because of this weekend they 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 clicked right i was just an observer i love you know uh, what mr priest has done but i i'm not a a mega, mega fan like, like David and, and Jason, right? I, I love the guys. I'm not, see, it sounds bad when I say that, right? I appreciate his craft. I love his, his stuff, but Jason and David, they love it. And he's, he just must have picked up on that cause he's going to come out with us. Unreal. And then when, when I don't know if it was David or somebody said, Hey, can we get a photograph? And Mr. Priest came out of the booth. Oh yeah. Wrapped his arm around David, and David was just, like, glowing. It's like, if I had a solar-powered device, I'd never have to power it again. You're right. right? It was amazing. It's, and it made me so happy to see David, like, geeking out on being next to a person he really, really cares for. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I mean, it's yeah. the only time that, I, I guess, the the practice with matt wagner kind of paid off because there wasn't any of those there really wasn't any fanboy moments there was there was a foot in my mouth because i was honest about something about the new deathstroke oh yeah yeah Um, No, can i say it yes (laughs) because then we can also correct everybody on your assumption
0: right we're going through um i think he he had one of the books david had the book right oh somebody well
2: um mark threw it in when i bought the pages
0: Right, right, right. And he's going through it, and, and David just said, man, I really hate that costume. <laughs> and, and Mr. Priest goes, oh, really? Because I designed that. <laughs> I and David's like, I thought
2: it was a carryover from the Tony Daniels series.
0: Yeah, he gave a real valid reason oh, why absolutely. it looks that.
2: Yeah, and I, I, <laughs> I get it. I get it. You don't want the buccaneer boots. You don't want, you know, he's supposed to be a mercenary and stealthful, and, and you don't want someone looking like, you know, he, he's, he's got the chain mail and, He's right. A backup dancer to the village people. I get it.
0: Yeah. And then about the, uh, the Ravager. The contract. Yeah. Yeah. The Ravager contract.
2: Go ahead. He, uh, he, it <laughs> was, it was absolutely no, no design, no, uh, no connection to the Judas contract. The, 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 title of the story was, had nothing to do, no connection to, um, to, to, to the Wolfman and Perez story. Um, however, know. it will, <laughs> <laughs> man himself, dude. Uh but uh what I you know what no, I'm not even gonna buy, they were just it, it it's not like it's top secret. He'll talk about it when, when we get him on the show and as the issues come yeah. out. But um I'm really looking forward to where he is taking this character. And he has um uh, what do you say, up to fifteen? He's got plans, he, yeah, he has yeah, like up to 15 like fifteen scripted. The first, the first dozen or so are scripted and, and um and there's probably gonna be some double shipping the, the every other week for for the foreseeable future. And then um it may go monthly, but uh he has he has plans. DC seems to be really digging it. The fans seem to be digging it. So um
0: He had words about the the Titans books. (laughs) Not Co- not coinciding with with his death stroke and you know
2: because they rely on each other yeah. right yeah. you can't tell the well, story of Deathstroke which, without certain yes, being in it yes and a superman writer felt the same way yep so yeah uh
0: and then there was another moment too, because I said, I thought that, that <laughs> sequence was really cool. And he's like, that's bullshit. They didn't even consult me. They just, I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, okay, yeah, sorry. He's like, yeah. He's
2: like-
0: yeah, we're talking about Peter Tomasi. And, and I, I told him that I thought the sequence in Aquaman, when, when Superman was the government, you know, watchdog telling Arthur to Cut the crap, or there will be repercussions. I said that's kind of cool because it 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 makes trouble not only for Superman and Aquaman, but the Justice League as well, and it's a problem. And I was, you know, I went into it and he said, ah, you know what? They just used them. They didn't even <laughs> tell me. <laughs>
2: he wasn't happy. Jesus. <laughs> oh,
0: <geez.
3: laughs>
2: the. Uh, but overall, I mean, we it was a the. As far as the people we saw, I mean, yes, and, and the, uh, there were a ton of people we got. Even, even people who, like Tom King didn't have a table, didn't have a booth, walking around the nope. floor, getting pictures with, with Gotham and Gotham Girl and, 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 uh, just, just having a grand old time. And so we talked to him for a bit, um,
0: told him we loved the, uh, Omega Man. He's like, really? <laughs>
3: I hadn't
0: yeah. heard that. It's fantastic. Um he's uh did he officially announced what he's going to be working on? I think they did, right?
1: I don't
2: know. I don't know. Well, I know the Batman number 9 came out yesterday and and uh Michael is is back working with him on this I am suicide story which I flipped through it and it looks really really groovy. So, um No, they haven't announced it. Okay. Uh See the people of the, those that uh, we're gonna. Yeah, we're probably gonna forget one or two people, but um, it happens. They don't we care. got to we we got to talk to Walt and Weezy. Uh, oh, that was the just It was complete happenstance because it's like we're walking by the comicsology booth and they're handing out baseball trading cards of creators, and they are like, you can get this signed by them if you want. It's like it. If, you, if want, you want. Right? Yeah. And goddamn Mario. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of these people, but
0: yeah. Mario. I'm like, let's get Walton Weezy's signature. Mario's like, Really gotta wait in this line? Oh my god, look at the line. And, but what what was the outcome? After he got it signed and he got this little page, he's like, I'm glad I waited in that line. Yeah. Damn right you did. It's Walton and Weezy. And we chatted with them for a little bit. Um Yeah, she wasn't receptive to my comment. Like she, she, sure she poo pooed it. She's humble. She is humble. I told her she's, she is the greatest female comic creator of all time. In my, not my opinion. And she's like, oh no, Ramona uh, Freydon is, is, is number one. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Ramona didn't do, what, <laughs> I mean, Ramona's great. Yeah. Come on. But Ramona's, has not amassed a body of yeah. work like Weeksies. Right. No, no way. Um,
2: let's see the, uh, Tom Fowler we got to talk to because Jason had a, uh, had a commission. Um, but, uh, as far as our, our friends, we spent some time with Mr. Billy Z, mm-hmm. met Jimmy Dick. Yes. Uh, who, who, uh, who, I love he, his name. I know you do. He, uh, he, he found us in the not a smoking section. The, uh, got to see Joey Nazari again. Uh, Julian, of course, hustling, doing his thing. We, Minus yeah, the cool glass. But uh yeah, he wasn't there. Uh,
3: uh,
1: uh, the
2: uh Monster, always uh, a pleasure.
1: Yep. We we'll introduced you, you to you, the Spider King.
2: Yes. Yep. Uh you mentioned Gil, but Raf for the for the first time in what, like twenty years? The first Once con time? attendee, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's because I was there. That Raff, is true. Uh, yep, yeah. Juan uh, Castro. Just, uh, there were oh, oh well Vince didn't, but uh Jason and I got to Spend a few minutes with our sponsors, the it yeah, Kills me. Yes. I miss them again. Always awesome seeing them. Because
0: I, I miss them at C2E2, too. I know.
1: They're yeah. doing great. It's just stunning, the the thing, the thing, big things that they're doing that's going on. And, uh, you know, credit all to us, of course.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think she plans not running into me because, you know, she's so smitten with me that running into me could create an awkward incident. Well, you know what I mean? No, her sister wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do
2: you still have that restraining work?
1: The, uh Austin and his daughter.
2: Yes. But, yeah, yeah, hopped on the, uh, yeah, made, made it there. And, um, that was a nice little father daughter weekend. Uh, and, uh,
1: Julian's boy, uh, Sean his the guy he does, uh, long boxes on 22s with. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We ran into a lot of people. I don't want to really, I know. Um, it's tough. I know. Cause leave anybody out.
1: Well, of course, Mr. Mr. Esmond, Mr. Lemming, and Mr. Vander. Oh, yes, of course. Of course, Jay Gonzo. Our boy we had we broke bread with him, and our boy Tony Fleece broke bread with him.
0: Yep, I spent some time talking to David Nelson. Y'all just kept walking, but I, I uh, enjoyed my conversation with him.
1: Shout out to uh, my uh, O.A. dealers from another mother, Mister mister Felix, Jason, Paolo, and uh, Kirk. All. Oh. All my boys, shout out to them.
0: Yep. It was fast and furious, like just when we, uh, we left someone else, we would run into a, another person. A lot and, of valiant
1: and... love up in there, Luis LaRosa. Oh, dude, yes. Roca.
0: Our, our buddy, uh, Ono Mar got a, uh, horror host themed and classic universal monster themed jam, uh, set up going and the people he solicited for his uh pieces were amazing
1: oh amazing definitely uh
0: miss miss uh legacy did a astounding
1: yeah let's not let's not gloss over the fact that we finally got to meet giselle in person
0: oh yeah it was great and she's every bit of the person i expected her to be absolutely no, don't you think? No,
1: 100%. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, like she doesn't. I mean, I'm actually,
1: as I'm sitting here, I was actually pausing for a second thinking that, like, it's actually a bummer. Uh, she's one of the people I'll follow away saying it's a bummer that, uh, we didn't spend as much time as I'd hoped to. I mean, we, we went up and saw her very early in the con weekend, and then I assumed we'd get back around to hanging out with her some more, but we just, uh. She was always yeah, busy. Yeah, that's how the con goes. She was busy and, yeah. and or not at her table, and we, yeah, we just didn't get to spend as much time with with her as I would have liked. considering the fans that we are of her, and
0: yeah. Well, she's uh, she reminds me a lot of the the book on which she works, yeah. that Menage a three. She's she's a in your face. She's unabashed. She's sometimes explicit, right? She doesn't hold back. Yeah. I, I it was just great to be around no her. Um,
1: she's like, what are you talking about? You know, like fun. I had a really interesting conversation with uh, Eric Canetti about his. quest to find motivation with his
2: art and now how did that start he he said that was was sunday Sunday, um um he so i i i have
1: gone gotten into a bit of a habit of getting a commission from eric every time i'm at a con with him so uh because his stuff's just i think phenomenal never disappoints um so i've been having him do different mutants each time i see him um So he was doing a blink for me this time and he, he, he posted on social media, uh, something akin, I'm paraphrasing here because I I didn't know we were, I didn't plan on talking about this specifically, but he posted something to the effect of, um, how most of the things he draws these days, he's not particularly motivated by. So, and I, I took it out of context because he then subsequently posted a picture of the blink commission that he had finished for me. um, but there was a lot more to it and there was a string of tweets and what he was actually trying to convey is that um, because he's not particularly beholden to the majority of the characters that people ask him for commissions for, he has found different ways to find motivation to do his best work, which is often in the way of reimagining the character or the layout or the scene. You know, he tries to find something uh that he can do differently than what is he's known to be typical of the character. So for example, and you can go to our, our Facebook group or my CF gallery to see it with, with the blink who is a teleporter. Lots of people draw her. Well, I mean, a lot of people will just draw her as a female figure standing there. Sometimes people will draw her going through or into one of her teleportation portals, but he drew her sitting on this really interesting, like mountainous rock face. And he explained to me, he said, I, I, I don't think she necessarily, you know, I mean, it, it just, that that the idea of of juxtaposing her and her body onto a uh, facade like that appealed to me, and it, I mean, it came out great. So who am I to say? But Love it was just interesting hair. to hear him talk about the way that he motivates himself to do great work on things that generally don't excite him on a personal level. Um, I wish I was there. And for that, that and
2: and that is it. It doesn't. It's something that I've I've toyed around with when when I when I asked somebody. For commission, uh, or if I hand them my sketchbook, like I've seen, what you've heard. Is that is that Jason's phone? No, yeah. I think it's no, no. it's Oh, not. my phone's not even in the room. Yeah, no, oh. I'm, I'm gonna put it. Thanks somewhere. though, buddy. Appreciate it. Nice right. <laughs> <My> shout out. Oh <laughs> well, no, there's no, out. there's no draft going on, so there wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't be blowing up. <laughs> oh uh, my God. Wow,
3: my, my ass is, is burning. The club is literally next
1: door to my building. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> the, oh, I'm busted. Shit. <laughs> so, I, I, I like that. I mean, there are, there are a few characters that, that you just tend to always get, Jason. And i yeah, had, you've had a bunch of artists do do different variations of, of your favorite characters. And, and
1: yeah, I mean, let's be clear, right. Domino and, and Phantom X are the two I've had by far the most. I, I probably have 50 plus of each of those. And then, but then, yeah, I have, I do black Panther a lot. Uh, I do blink a lot. Right. Um, beast a lot. I do beast quite a bit. Yeah.
0: If I could just interrupt for one second, Uh um, I don't give Tom Fowler enough love. Oh dude. And it's, it's silly because, you know, he doesn't, he's not on a regular book, so his name doesn't come up very often. Uh, but I have yet to see a Tom Fowler commission that was not absolutely stunning, phenomenal in every way. And my, I would say when we get to the part where we vote on what the best pieces are for the weekend, I would have to say that Tom Fowler, is definitely in the running uh with that Phantom oh, X yeah. PC for you. That is a it's an amazing piece of work. It really yeah, is.
2: no, it, it's it's great for.
0: It, it it would command attention on any wall. Yep. Regardless of anything that's wrong. And around the
2: fact it. that you can actually view it from any angle just right. makes it that much more appealing.
0: Now, Tom's great. I'm 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 more than a bit envious at Tom's. Oh, he's with, incredible. He's yeah. incredible.
1: He's, he's another guy that I I often go back to the well about um yeah. Um, i'm a i 'm a little over because uh uh Felix of uh Felix comic art fan uh fame he has been doing a cool podcast um specifically focused on art collecting and he had mentioned in passing that that if I had the time that he 'd love for me to jump in on there, they often do like a con chat when he 's at a con because he likes to do his show in person uh but then it just as it happened, he texted me we were in the middle of doing something we were out and about. And he's like, Oh, why don't you swing by? And we were busy. So I said, Oh, thanks a lot. I can. And, uh, then I felt bad though afterwards because I listened to his con recap episode and it was the intro of the show was that it was going to be a three-parter. The first part was an interview with Paul Pope because Felix, congratulations to him, by the way, just landed Paul as his latest client. So he interviewed him and Paul's actually an art collector as well. Then it was a bunch of OG, serious New York, like mega OA collectors who were talking about, uh, classic nostalgic art, you know, like, like, you know, big grail pieces. And then the third part was supposed to be featuring yours truly talking about commissions and jam pieces and sketches. And I dropped the ball there. So there was no third part. He kind of put me on blast. He didn't actually mention my name, but he was, he was, he was politely put me on blast. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean I I like I it's um it's it's a fascinating thing and I think that uh you know one of the things that people debate about with art is that is that uh you you know I don't I don't buy any art for any intention I don't I don't have any intention of making any profit off of anything I buy. Um but that is not there are a lot, nor, nor does David, I know, and, and I don't think Vince is the same, although Vince doesn't buy a lot of art, but, but what he has, he wouldn't really, he's not buying to sell. Um, Correct. But but the thing is, is, is I, I think we underestimate how much of the art game is about, at least in some part, people's belief that it's worth something more than they're paying. You know, right. like you were saying jokingly, buy up all of Daniel Warren Johnson's art, and you're right, I mean. i'm not joking no i'm saying but if you're but you're but that would be the correct thing to do if you're trying to speculate right if you right right um uh but i i find that uh commissions are cool because it's that chance to really interact with an artist on a personal level they're creating a personal thing for you um it's one it's literally one of a kind and it's made for you so you know was anyone else gonna ever care about uh phantom X enough to buy to buy my phantom X collection when I die probably not
2: (laughs) but uh what do I care
0: but they're all beautiful pieces so there's that Mm
2: -hmm. absolutely yeah Yeah. uh the well what I was getting at as far as um with Kennedy not really connecting to Blink um it's one of the things that I wrestle with sometimes if I go, like I've used them as an example in the past. I don't know if I would ask Phil Hester for a green arrow sketch because he was on the book for so long. And it's like, I I don't, if you like the character, if you like drawing the character, great. But when they're asking, you know, when the artist will sometimes, what do you want me to draw? I would probably throw out a challenge in a way, of a character that they, that they never get to draw or they've never drawn. And, and, uh, but again, that's a gamble too, because, you know, you may not like homeboys take on, on speedball and therefore, you know, well, I fucked that up by getting the commission of speedball by someone <laughs> who should not be drawing speedball, but, uh, or you can just stick with it and be like, well, draw Batman because everybody can draw Batman and I like the way you draw Batman. So it's, but, um, we met for the first time who was really cool, uh, Mr. Jake Parker. Yes. Uh, we had a nice, somewhat longest chat with, uh, Jerome Opeña and he is hella chill. And, and another reason why we're kind of, um, well, that's, that seems silly now that we're still talking about the con, but we're trying to do a, a a little bit of a tighter or neater recap is because this year, yeah, uh, this year, I think we, or at least I was trying to, um, Talk to creators in the hopes that they would want to come on the show. I think, I think this year we were a little bit more aggressive in, in asking yeah, her. We're,
1: uh, years in, we were sort of professional this time about it.
2: Yeah. So. I agree. I agree. We, I mean in the past we're like, hey, if you feel like coming on, we're going to talk about it. Hey, you know, we've had a Fred Van Linty month and we'll have you, know, we've, we've, mm-hmm. we, we've, we've, <laughs> right, exactly. So, it's, well, it's not like he was Elijah. We didn't have the door open and he never came in. It was just, there were, it, it, it this year though, you know, we talked to a few dudes, some of who we've already mentioned, some of whom um we haven't uh gotten to on the list, but you know we've made more connections, I think, at this New York Comic Con than in the past, where um we will be getting back to them and, and making sure these things happen as opposed to yeah yeah yeah, we'll have you on sometime so no we're going to widen
0: the scope a little bit get get some and it it all goes back to something that walt simonson said when we were talking to him and he was um lamenting the fact that when he heard we did a podcast the first thing out of his mouth was "Eh, you know some of those shows they don't get it right meaning that when non-industry folk get together to talk about comics whether they're contemporary or from the past they don't get the specific details absolutely correct and that's what one of the things that i and we want to want to uh fix is that if we are going to talk as in depth about comics as we do it makes sense to have the people involved in the creation of said works with us right absolutely Right. So, I mean, thanks, Walt, for kicking us in the ass a little bit. I mean, after the fact, we went in thinking that we were going to, you know, up our game a little bit. But Walt just kind of cemented the fact that um, there's no better source than the original source, right? right? Yeah, the, the,
2: the person who did it. And that's so. – and and Walt's a great example is when we're at a con, we're able to actually interact with the artist and and, and the writer. And, you know, we get a feel for – what they'll be like I, the last thing i want is to have somebody on the show and and whether it's an interview or we're just you know chatting about anything i i don't want it to be like pulling teeth i don't want them to be right. bored or just you know it's well, looking at, at their at, watch right at this
0: point we have experience we have talked to many creators we know that aaron cooter is going to be a good time right yes. or or russ braun is going to be fun yeah absolutely mm-hmm you're not gonna pop open the, the champagne for Clayton Crane cause he's gonna <laughs> not say, not, no, I mean, it's no, right. true. Right. the dude doesn't say yeah. much, right? Uh, so, I mean, that, we had to do all that work beforehand. That's all experience. So now we know who's gonna be great and, and you'll see in a week, two weeks, mm-hmm. what a great appearance consists yeah. of cause it's gonna happen.
2: Absolutely. You know who I didn't see this year? Who? Uh, Tim Vigil.
1: Did not see. No, him. I don't, I
0: don't think Tim was He's there. He's not on
2: the list, but yeah, I nope. did not, uh, right. was not
0: on which, one which one was one. unfortunate because I always like looking through his, uh, oh, yes. His, yes. his books. But one of the, two of the people we did not approach for whatever reason, I think they were either busy or they weren't there when we
2: walked by was Ryan Dunlavey and, and Fred Van Leeuwen. Right. Oh, you did. Yeah, actually, Fred was talking to somebody, but Ryan was there. I I nodded at him as we were walking by.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, my bad.
2: They yeah, were on. No, I mean, you know, a lot of.
1: It, it, it's funny to me how, since we are there for so long, and then, we spend hours upon hours in in artist alley. That after the show, I'll look down and I'll see a list, and I'll think, "Oh, I never got a chance to talk to that person. I never got a chance to go over to that person's table." Right. But look at the places that we did. Kari start, Randolph.
2: Right? I didn't say. I didn't say to Kari. For real? That's yeah. true. Yeah, and I, I did see him. He was busy, but yeah, yeah, we didn't see
0: him we, we didn't hit Alex Saviuk's table.
2: No, we, we always weeks, do. We so it's not only weeks, um,
0: right? Or, but but the 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 reason why I think that happens is because we spend an inordinate amount of time at places like Christopher Priest and Daniel Warren Johnson. Yeah, like when we yeah, when we stopped there, we were there for at least forty five minutes. Oh,
1: for sure. For, yeah. Yeah, I mean you're right about that.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, you lose track of time when the conversation is lively and the person is, is making art and you're you're grooving on it, and it's just
2: there, there was a connection, we, so we didn't want to move on. And we, we, we did mention Mr. Ryan Brown, right?
1: We have not yet, uh-huh. but absolutely. Yeah,
2: but mentioned. He's...
1: Um, one of Mahmoud's uh, fellow Turkish artists, Sumay Kesgin. I had the pleasure of meeting her, and she did a kick-ass domino for me.
2: Oh, nice.
1: Um, yep. A trio of, of the – Italian DC bombshell ladies hooked me up. Uh, Tina Valentino, uh, Mirka Andolfo and Maria Laura Sinopo. Nice. All catching uh, Italian yes. Lasses. Oh yeah. Mood and his wife, of course. Yep. Tony. Uh, Mr. Brahm Revel.
0: When you say Tony, you gotta, least, you have to let him. Yeah. Well, um, somebody may not My know. My
1: bad. Got to meet buddy... uh, Felipe Andrade. Yes. Time. Another one of those, uh, all too handsome of a dude to be a comic book creator. lies the, uh, the stereotype, I think. Uh, my boy Adelso Corona, who Vince was, uh, quite impressed with his lady.
0: Hey, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she, yes, she is a vision. Oh my goodness.
1: I have to give to- uh, Tony uh, a special shout out because as we mentioned, I-, I got a lot of artists, Con, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but, but Tony did something really special. He, he was involved. Uh, IDW did a, Boo comic, and, uh, not Boo is in the the <laughs> nomenclature that Dap and I use about each other that drives Vince nuts. Uh, At least you admit it. You finally yeah. admit it. Uh, Boo it's- in this case refers to the, uh, it's a, uh, stuffed, ad- it's a stuffed dog, um, character that, uh, is, is I think made by Gund, but it's a, there's a, it's a little cute little, um, Pomeranian oh, she-
2: People. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh my youngest son adores the boo character. He has probably twenty little stuffed Boos because there's like Christmas boo and Halloween boo. You know you get it. Superman Boo. Uh so he's got a ton of them. Um and there's Superman boo? He looks like a superhero boo with a cape, but there's like oh. all different ones. A like cowboy boo. You know, there's just oh, there's a million of them. But um he's got a ton of them and he loves the he loves the thing. So um IDW put out a boo comic, believe it or not. And uh no idea if it sold well, probably didn't. Um, but Tony is one of IDW's go-to people, so he was involved, did the cover, and he did the uh, first, I think, six or seven-page story in the book. So I had to buy the comic for Holden. Um, and then I was actually going to buy the cover of the book for Holden from Tony, but the cover was um, a, a little girl uh, with a birthday cake boo. Um, and the girl, as I came to find out from Tony, was actually the visage of the editor of the book's daughter. Um, so then we were—he and I were talking before the con, and long story short, uh, he ended up doing a fully colored, breathtaking commission of my son with a Christmas boo and it is just incredible it's That's absolutely awesome. incredible tony is welcome in our home at any point my wife is our, is he's she's won him over uh he's won her over um and holy loves it so huge shout out to tony for that cuz it it's it's you know i mean i again i buy tons of art and uh i love it all but but it, it's cool to get a piece of art that has so much meaning to someone else in my home so yeah
0: the, the squeal holding oh, let yeah. out oh, i'm great. surprised at all the, the glass in the house yeah just, adds like, a lot Chef. of glass
1: yeah, absolutely. Um shout out to, uh, Jim Toe and Dudu Pansika, two new, new artists that have entered the, uh, the gallery. Uh, both with, uh, Phantom X drawings. Much love to them. <laughs> As you noted, Russ Braun, who's a super awesome dude. He,
3: really he is. is.
1: In spite of the fact that he's friends with my buddy Paul, uh, in spite of that, having a bad judge of character. Uh, Uh, he, he, and you have to say, um, I was not reading the, uh, the the six pack book. Yeah. But, but it, it looks hella fun. It does. It looks hella fun. And, uh, Russ, Russ took on a big, big, big task. He, he drew Howard the duck on my Marvel seventies bronze age jam.
0: That's, that's a tough one, right? Yeah. He
1: pulled it off. It was, you know, that was one of those, those situations where whoever was going to do it, 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 it could have gone wrong. Right. Yeah, very easily. But it did not go wrong. No. So, see, so it's someone else's phone for the record, it's not mine. Yeah, not <laughs> <very laughs> mine.
0: Process of elimination. Yeah, it's fun to the <laughs> <laughs> Well, come on, who else are we yeah. leaving out? We stopped at a bunch, we said Pete Tomasi. Uh,
2: yeah, oh, um, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti.
0: Oh, oh, yeah,
2: yes. see, that's that, and that's another one where, you know, you, I don't want to, give it all away and gush about just how what a great time it was just stopping by his table for a minute um because again hopefully he'll come on the show and we'll all get yes. to just no he seems sincere He absolutely does and yeah
1: and, yeah. and to be clear we, we really want to have he and amanda on the show
0: right we i we can't take one without the other right did you hear uh or did you see um the great, great artist, I love him, Ralph Reese, uh, does commissions. And I guess Jimmy commissioned him to, to do a, um, a color piece. Oh, cool. And, and Ralph, um, put on the Facebooks that, all right, here's the piece I did for Jimmy Palmiotti. He loved it so much. He threw me a couple extra hundred bucks. Wow. And it's like, that's awesome. Cause Ralph yeah. Reese is one of the all time greats, but I mean, has been out of the limelight for a, a while, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, the piece is stunning too. L- look up, um, if you want to see it, I don't want to appropriate it and put it on our, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook thing. So just, just, uh, search for Ralph Reese on uh, Facebook and you'll see the piece. It's, it's great. It's, it's EC inspired. It's dirty. There's this creature and he's ripping off this woman's spacesuit and the pertinent bits of her anatomy are exposed in a, in a beautiful way. It's, it's just a great, great, uh, illustration and Jimmy just loved it so much. He, he kicked him some extra bucks. That's awesome. That's awesome. It just, that speaks to Jimmy's character.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, for sure. Andy Bellanger, of course. Was, oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. One of the gentlemen who, who, uh, graced Ray's jams.
2: Uh, Vince let's... and I talked to Mike McCone for a quick minute. We sure a did.
1: second right there. Uh, let's see. We've got, um, of course Brent scooting over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who was sharing a table with Mark. Always great to see Brian. Um although they weren't set up, we did get to uh catch the flow of uh of of Mr. Jason Latour and uh Mr. Dennis ah, Hopeless we rolled through to say hello to some folk. Ourselves included. Um shout out to the Essential crew, uh Mateo and uh Kennedy and Reverend Dave Johnson and uh, Panosian. Benosian and Andrew Robinson and uh and um, Ramon Perez. A shout out to all those guys that was Sean nice Murphy. to see them. Yeah, yeah, Sean Murphy, I didn't actually talk to Sean, but yep, yeah, he was there too.
0: We didn't bump into in Snyder at all, which um that's true. I wish we did. I wish we that's did. That's true.
1: Um yeah, you're right. Uh Alessandro Viti, who was probably the most apologetic person ever for for not having the time to draw for me. Um,
2: yeah, that's true. I had,
1: con- I had to literally convince him it was totally fine. Hey,
0: when you're that good, right? You're in demand. Uh, that's what it's about, right? Mr.
1: Br- uh, Brian yes. Level. Yes. He's probably got like the hardest tattoo I've ever seen.
2: The one on his neck. Yeah. that's <laughs> hard.
1: That's that's hard stuff. Uh, got to give him props for that. Um, Dave Dwanch, old school, CGS. We ran in him with yes. Mario. Remember? Yep. 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 Who's on first day? He's remarried. He's happily married again. Yep. Uh,
0: um. Not once, but twice, didn't we run into it Oh, yes. We uh, at the at the, at, pu- at
2: at the uh, pub as well. Pub. Pub. Yeah. The pub. Yeah. Uh. Dan Parent and Fernando. Oh um, yeah. The uh. There was um. Sarah Richard. Yes. Yeah, I, I, didn't I get no, we didn't, I didn't talk to her this year, and and I didn't get to uh. Vince and I. Admired the table from afar, but, uh, we didn't talk to Joe Statton this year.
1: Oh, right. Uh, Andrew McLean and his lovely wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, Mr. So- Brett Levens and his wife.
2: Yeah. Yes. She's, uh, she's always a
1: treat. For sure. Uh, another new artist for me that I had to uh, do some, a great little piece on my jam piece of uh, Brett Parson, who, right. uh, I don't know that he's done a lot of
2: published work, I've seen, but,
1: um, fellow Jersey and Charles Wilson of stuff of legend fame.
2: Cool. Uh, Brian Stelfreeze,
1: Stelfreeze is holding court. Now Stelfreeze, that was a cool little aside, right? Cause we, we, uh, we, we got, we went up to Stelfreeze and we're chatting him up. And then, uh, as we're want to do when we're making small talk, we we'll often look through, uh, artists, uh, original art if they have it at their table and damned if I had completely forgotten, that Stelfreeze drew a Domino miniseries back in the '90s, <laughs> so had to had to get some of those pages. It was awesome, and they're sexy pages. They're Domino coming out of the shower and getting dressed. So, by the way, speaking of Domino, <laughs> for those of you that uh, follow the Hollywood Trades and/or are uh, friends with Rob Leifeld on Facebook, they are uh, within a day or two going to announce the choice of actress for Domino.
0: Oh. Did they say who's going to play Cable?
2: Not yet, no.
0: It's not the dude from Avatar?
2: I don't know. Uh, man, I so want it to be Stephen Lang, but no, I don't think it will be. I think he'd be perfect for it. He would he be perfect. He would good. absolutely be. Um, the, uh... I just had the name. It was, um... Because we were talking about Stealth Freeze. Um damn uh, who are you thinking that's that that that's right see it was just on oh my god hate that
1: hate it you're getting old hate, hate is gonna hate hate you. Uh, oh jamal so eagle was there. that's that, that yeah that oh okay uh, there you go uh
2: yeah so we talked to him for a little bit
1: mm-hmm.
2: um there were there were two main topics that were going around um some of it was with Jamal, but Jamal was also talking about what his daughter's watching on on Netflix and everything like that um but Jason and I talked about it briefly with Sanford um the there were there was one major piece that was talked about at the show, and then it was the question that I asked everybody who I knew lived in Florida, but questions were asked about. Anytime anybody asked anything about Luke Cage, it was followed with, well, what episode are you up to? Because I, I gotta say, I was extremely impressed with everybody's restraint in making sure they didn't give anything away if you weren't.
1: Yep. You're right about that point.
2: Right. Um, but Luke Cage was talked about and, and like folks like Govar and, and, and Jimmy Palmiotti, anybody who I knew lived in the, southeast um
3: mm-hmm.
2: i asked if you know and jimmy jimmy had like and pretty much everybody that i talked to um they were going to be fine because they're on the gulf coast side of things but jimmy's answer was the best or he was just like listen you know it's just stuff and which now my wife is just like well, why don't you listen to this person because <laughs> it's just any and she is absolutely right he's absolutely right so it's, he's like listen it's just stuff i'll get new stuff but he also, he and Amanda had their door open so that any friends that they have that are on the Southeast side of the state could go to their house to, to write it out. Um, although Tom Lyle, who lives in Georgia because he's an instructor at SCAD, um, he, uh, he feels extremely guilty about it, but he was up at the convention while his wife was dealing with Matthew and, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, everybody's fine. Everything's great. You know, he made it down there and, and they're taking care of what they have to take care of. But yeah, that's, that was not, it didn't, it, it didn't put a black cloud over the weekend, it, it, which is probably another reason why we were kind of close to home on Saturday is because the weather didn't cooperate as well as it did earlier in the week and, and in past years where we could actually just go and walk and, and do anything else it was it was it was windy it was it was a little damp and uh we just kind of wanted to stay inside but um there was uh let's see Yeah, we mentioned jamal um mr hahn uh
1: jeremy hahn and his
2: lovely wife absolutely it was jeremy's birthday and jason Mm -hmm. hurley uh we um i don't remember if you got to talk to uh jim Calafiore this year nope didn't talk to him or his uh or 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 yes yeah, this from Mike account no
1: nope. uh, 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 did get to talk to Declan though and congratulate him on his impending nuptials
2: yes, yeah he was at his table I think once when I walked by the entire weekend he was he was another busy mm-hmm. uh
1: um, yeah, of course the uh the annual fist bump and hip hop talk with dexter vines yes uh shout out to uh uh Mark Morales as well
2: although there is i I don't know if we're specifically not mentioning names, but there is one person on that side in that state. Yeah, same crew, uh, but we're not going it's to Trump it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, You've been stricken, stricken from the official <laughs> eleven o'clock comics <laughs> record. Yeah, you're a damn, you're a damn fine artist. You are, uh, sir, But
2: but you're a fucking little... big, bit confused. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yes. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> it was um.
1: So my man Gary Brown, as always, he's the man. Gave him much love on Black Road. Mm-hmm. Uh Who else? I'm trying to think here.
0: That's see, I don't. Th- it's going to be very difficult now to find the outliers because we mentioned a lot of people. Jimmy Chung. Yes, oh, Jimmy I'll Chung. One
1: second. Doe, of course.
0: I didn't talk. I'm talking with got Yeah,
1: right, right. Uh. Who else is this up in
2: here? You saw Sean Crystal, right?
1: Yep. Oh, good. Thank you. Yep. Another one of the essential crew, my mm-hmm. man, Sean Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um Quick little hello to Michael Walsh. Meant to go back to his table, but didn't have a chance. Yeah. Well, Kim Jong-ji.
3: Uh, who we who did go up and uh, thank uh, uh, and We did try uh, yeah. and get
1: an intro, but but oh, yeah, he doesn't speak English very well. And uh his uh handler basically said, like, nah, I can't have that. Yep. Politely. Yeah, no, respect. But, respect. She but wasn't, like, no. not the son. She yeah. was fine about yeah. it. Oh, I uh, got to meet Mr. Marco Santucci, who I, I brought my domino, he did a domino commission. Oh, that's right. Yes. I brought it for him to sign. And to this day, it is the most liked thing in all of my calf gallery. So I, I, uh, I, I, I let him know that. Um, Matthew Clark, of course, well, you mentioned him with your jam, but yeah, uh, Tom Rainey, of course. Yep. Joe Kelly. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. The man who made Deadpool what it is today.
2: Yeah, the, the, the man of action were all there. Absolutely. Uh, was Riley Ross there? It? I didn't see him. Did... I did not
0: see him. Uh, yes, he was there. Wow. I talked to him for very briefly. Huh.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, Mr. Sealy and his wife. Uh, uh, Mr. Stagman. Staggy. Staggy. Of yeah. course, Sanford, you alluded to, we had a nice chat with Sanford. Uh, uh, Twitter, right? Yep. Cooter. We met, and we met Cooter's wife for the first time. Oh yes, yes, lovely lady. Yep, Berman, truth, truth. Uh, I think that's about it though.
0: Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about Saturday night? I'm getting a little, little messed up just thinking about it.
1: Oh, so well, Should. so people that, uh, remember our con recap last year may remember that, uh, our, our good buddy Gill. Uh, um, was gracious enough to invite us to hang out with, uh, the rest of the No Apologies crew at, uh, his brother-in-law's beautiful loft downtown in the village. And it was a great, great night. And, uh, with all love, uh, he, he replicated it again this year. So Saturday night we all ha- head, headed downtown and, uh, went back to the loft with, uh, lots of cocktails and pizza and all sorts of, uh, laughs and good times but a few of the folks decided to bring some extra special liquor including i believe a uh bottle of 1942 mezcal and some type of uh fire water y'all were drinking i don't know i was down at the other side of the table i don't know what the other one was that you were drinking
2: that would have been the japanese whiskey
1: okay yeah japanese whiskey yeah some toys right yeah that was good shit and uh vince was for some reason, decided it would be a wonderful idea to sip a little of each. Yeah, evening one.
0: And it, it was more like, "Hey, try this." Yeah. And then I'm gonna keep so trying like, it. Okay, I'll try that. Hey, Vince, try this uh, tequila we got here. Okay, Raph, I'll I'll, I'll have some and of I that. Was, and I was
1: at the other side of the table from you two for the whole n- night, and so we were communicating via ESP. Um, but I had no idea you were getting that turn. Like I thought you were oh. sipping a little bit. And, and I, I couldn't think, hear a word that you guys were saying because, uh, I was, I was, uh, next to the Julian show. So. Right.
3: <laughs> the,
0: the nails in my coffin were the flying dog. Okay. Um, brew, which I did not have before and which I found out on the spot was 11.5% right, alcohol right. per bottle. And I had two of those.
1: Had an the awesome whiskey. Slice of pizza.
0: Yeah, the tequila. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> and 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 other stuff, and the and the the pizza. So, um, I was I was just sweating and did not remember. I do not remember most of it.
1: And we we uh, we decided to grab an Uber home to my crib, and uh we go to get an Uber, and there's this chick who's standing next to the car, and she's like, "Can I just hop in this Uber with you guys?" And I'm like, nope. "No," <laughs> like we're not. Did you
2: Did you hear what she said though?
0: I'll show you my boobs,
2: yeah. right?
1: I'll show you my it's boobs. Said a heard, yeah. She said, oh, you guys don't want to see boobies?
0: Like, oh you see, if I, if I had my druthers yeah, she were, and if I you was were in, in complete control. That, that woman would have been riding
1: with us. Oh no, dude, that would have been, uh, that was a trap waiting to happen. Yeah. Dude.
0: What do you mean a trap?
1: She was either a hooker or she was going to try and rip you off. I mean, it was, it was a whole situation. Yeah.
0: Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense being that there was six of it doesn't us. doesn't matter. You don't doesn't know, huh? matter though, man. You, she gets you know, in there, was...
1: she starts screaming, she freaks out, tries to take a like a selfie with you, like it, it's a whole thing, dude. All there right, was, right was, that on. had that had scam written all over it. Okay, but either way, um, it was a little
0: would have been one uh, point for the book An
1: entertaining though. aside. And I thought that within minutes, because it was a long ride. It's it's from downtown Manhattan to my crib in Jersey, so it was a you know it was a good hour ride, pretty much. Um, within minutes, everybody in the Uber but me is asleep, or so I thought.
0: Right, but I do have to thank my, my main man, David, for opening the window. Mm. Got you. Because if he didn't open the window, I probably would have done what I did when I got out of the car while in the confines of the car. Because the breeze made me forget about, you know, that I wasn't feeling so good. And it stopped me from sweating. And it was just, it took my mind off things. Right. I had to watch myself in the car. I had a. You know, monitor my whatever was going on, and just try and not. But as soon as I got out, now I haven't, I haven't thrown up in twenty years, mm-hmm. sure at side, least though. twenty years. And and the only thing I can liken it to is remember, um, it wasn't traditional vomit like, just, you, uh, you know, you're done. Remember when you were in in uh, school and you're bored in lunch and you got the carrots and you got your straw and you think, 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 and you you you. you, you mashed up all the carrots within the straw and then you, you pinched the straw and pulled it out and you had like a carrot tube that eked out of the straw that's what it was i was like i like i couldn't i don't want to get into it but i couldn't it wouldn't come out i felt like the fuzzy pumper or barbershop it was just like play-doh it was, it was horrible and it was burning because it was tequila and oh my god and but it was amazing because once it was over like i felt better not perfect, but a hell of a lot better than I did in that car. Yeah. And I felt bad because y'all were like walking to the car and I'm over. What kind of store was that that I was, was leaned up against?
2: Yeah. It's not perfect. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> pretty.
0: Was... But it marshals with bookends yeah. on the
1: entrance because I put them on both sides.
0: Yikes. Oh, it was horrible. But you know, fun. By the, the way, some... not
1: in any way, this is going to seem, but, but I just realized we forgot to uh, shout out Tom Kelly. And, oh, uh, yes. and we also forgot to shout out our man, Freaky Tiki Rackrich and his wife and
2: his daughter. And yes. Oh, I didn't nope, see Tim. Yeah,
1: oh, that was on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we, yep we got to, we got to see the Rackriches. It was, uh, their daughter's first time in New York and, uh, they got to see Hamilton and
0: yeah, it was good. good it, uh, it
1: was good catching up with them. Did he make
2: it
0: to the Frazetta?
2: Oh, Do I, know? Know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Cause he wanted to see that Frank Frazetta, uh, painting. I think he
2: said he was waiting there for you.
0: In the flesh. But uh, it lots smaller than I thought, because Frisetta doesn't usually didn't right. usually work that small.
2: But uh
1: yeah, you know, and Sunday was was very melancholy. Uh Vince didn't come to the con at because he was feeling a little, a little hungover.
0: Oh, I was messed.
1: Uh Mario had already left. Uh so Dap and and uh Roland and uh Ray and I drove into the city. But uh you know uh well actually that was the, probably the best on Sunday we got to meet Ray's wife.
0: Oh, no kidding.
1: Yep. uh, hang out with her for Jesus a while. Lord. We actually, we actually uh, braved the upstairs, uh, for a good long while as everybody grabs souvenirs for their loved ones. Um, yeah, it's funny you should say it? that
2: because, um, when I came home Sunday and showed off my non-paper haul, huh. I take out the Spider Gwen pop, which Renee quickly Snatches out of my hand, oh, and it's now on her dresser. And I, you let her get up with that? I, I, I guess so. Wow. And that, and I was, and that whole thing was a setup because there was there was one on the shelf. Person was buying a Batgirl, and I think just in a Harley Quinn. So, so she, they, they, they they were digging the female characters, and Jason's like, oh man. That window closed, you lost it, you blew it, and then I, and then a homeboy like grabs one from all the way in the back of the shelf and yep. brings it forward and he's like, oh, there's one left. And I was like, motherfuck. So yeah, so I bought it and true. better to have loved and lost never to have loved at all. Yep. Right. I didn't see the meme machine anywhere.
0: I had my eye out, didn't see it. It would have been mine mm. if I did. But, uh, do you guys buy any actual comics? Oh, did I? Play? Sunday, I mean.
2: Uh, no. no. Um no, I bought the Spider King. Yep, same here. And I had the Curse Words Ashcan.
1: Yep, I bought Jake Parker's uh, sketchbook.
2: Oh, nice, okay. And we have the, uh, the 2000 ADs from the lovely Tom. Yeah, right. Your husband
1: gave us a sweet package as he's evolved. Yeah, it's
2: a good yeah. issue too. Oh, by it's the way, issue.
1: shout out to, uh, shout out to he and his, uh, his mates for, uh, for their podcast, I, uh, I I I listened to it uh, this week. It was very fun.
0: Nice, nice. So I'm the only one that actually bought paper. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I I, I made a major blunder. Major blunder. Okay. That cast yes, the Castle of Frankenstein number 15 that I bought. The cover is done by Frank Bruner. Oh, who was at the show? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I have a a Bruner signed Howard the Duck number 1, but it would have been neat to get him to sign a copy of uh Castle of Frankenstein cuz not only did he did he do the cover, he was involved in the on the production side of the magazine for a while and he was spotlighted within this issue like up and comers Frank Bruner, uh it, and I I just didn't I didn't even think to do it. But it would've been cool. So there you go. We done with this New York City Comic Con rap?
1: I think so. It was an amazing weekend. It really was. And, uh, it was a marathon, but as always, it's, uh, one of the rare occasions when we get to spend time together. And so I would, uh, wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same here. It was awesome. Yeah. All right. Now let's start the show. Let's do it. All right. Talk let, about let's them. do my,
1: let's do my, my, my categories. It's conversational. Oh, good. Well, I mean, you know, we could get right into books. No, I'm not saying oh good. Cause I mean, gonna like be, oh. it's going to be fun because it's going to get everybody's hackles up.
0: Oh boy, I don't know hackles.
1: Hackles right. even. No, but like in a fun way, in a geeky way. Okay. Okay. Hackle. Uh, me. So, Entertainment Weekly this past week put out a list of the 50 most powerful superheroes. Oh, they created oh. a superhero power index. where they scored all characters in nine categories. And I'm going to give you the categories. Cultural impact, which counts two X. So 20 points for that one. Max of 20 points on that one. Cultural impact, bankability, design, modern relevance, mythology, nemesis, aka enemies, Originality well, for, you know, personality and powers. They okay. rated every character on those uh categories. Uh all but the cultural impact were a score from zero to ten. Cultural impact they score from zero to twenty. And they totaled them up. So perfect score would of course be a hundred, and then they ranked okay. them and and then provided a list of the fifty most powerful superheroes.
0: Neat, and you you want us to yeah here nay j- to join this list.
1: Well, I'm I'm I figure because I'm gonna first of all, there's lots of inter- the The <laughs> hardcore comic nerds in us, if you've seen the list, would take issue with the definition of superhero because there are characters, for example, like Raphael the Ninja Turtle or Buffy <laughs> the Vampire oh, god. So hard to <laughs> hard to really re- reconcile that, right? Yeah, I guess. Wow, you're already. Uh,
0: Can I just comment? If if Batman is not number one, the list is total bullshit.
1: Well, so the number one is very surprising, and I think makes it difficult to to carry the list forward.
0: All right, what's number one?
1: Well, with that caveat, and it's not Batman. Do you want to take a guess of who it might be?
0: Okay, Just think um,
1: that it's Entertainment Weekly, and it's 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 like too on the nose. It's it's too cute and too relevant for the time.
0: For the time, mm-hmm. it's not Deadpool, is it?
1: No, no, Deadpool uh, is one two. Uh, they don't have in the numbers next one, but it's uh, he's twelve. Deadpool's number
3: twelve. Okay,
0: um I know who I want it to be.
1: Well, you said Batman.
0: That's who I think it would be, who I want it to be and who I think it should be is Superman at number one. Okay.
1: Dap, do you have a guess?
2: Resuming uh, have a list. I, I think it, it should be Superman, but I have a feeling it's probably something like Wolverine.
1: Wolverine's number five. Okay, I'm gonna give you, I'll give, I'm gonna give you the top ten in, in reverse order, okay? Okay. There's fifty here, but we don't have to get, um, so, uh, one second here. Okay. Uh, number 10 is the Flash. Okay. Number nine, Black Panther.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay.
1: Number eight, <laughs> The Hulk. Number seven, Captain America. Should be higher. Number six, Iron Man. Should be lower. Four. Well, not, but again, this is Entertainment Weekly, oh, I mean, oh no. Iron Man is the face of the Marvel movies, but anyway. Uh, number five, Wolverine. Okay. Number four, Superman.
2: Then, then, then I guess it's Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> number three, Batman.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Number two, Spiderman.
2: Uh-huh. Number
1: one, the most powerful superhero, according to Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> Luke Almost- Cage.
2: Oh my god, really? Wonder Woman.
1: Wonder Woman. Wow. She gets a perfect score for Cultural Impact. <laughs> which I'm baffled by. But
0: <laughs> From what? One television show? I, one one great, albeit great, television 20 show.
1: 20 out of 20 for Cultural Impact. Uh, she is one of only three characters to, to achieve that score. Batman and Superman being the others. Um... She gets a 9.3 for bankability, um, falling short of Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, Iron Man, and the Hulk, who all get 10s. Uh, an 8.3 in design. So it's uh, her second worst score. Uh, a perfect 10 for modern relevance.
0: That makes sense.
1: Okay. Uh, the only other 10s for that were Batman and Iron Man. A 9 for Mythology. Ooh. Should be 10. A 7 for Enemies. Oh, that should be about a 3. Yeah, exactly. don't, don't you think? Yeah, that's where it falls apart. Cheetah and
0: uh, Ares. Exactly. Who else? Yeah, no, that's, right? that's where it falls apart.
1: Uh, a 9.3 for Originality. Now, it's interesting. She gets the highest Originality score of anyone, I mean, which I'm really surprised by. I don't know how you don't give Superman a 10 in Originality. He was the archetype for superheroes. Yeah. Like we take him for granted now because there are so many Superman clones, but like they created like he was the guy, right? There was no superhero before they came up with him. So everything oh, was- well I'm saying, but everything at least to the people on this list is derivative of of, of that archetype, right. right? So yep. so that's crazy to me. Um a nine for personality. Now, this is interesting because Batman falls very close behind at number three and they gave him a 5.8 in personality. Well. But don't you... I mean, you have to include the alter ego though, right? I don't know. I think Batman's yeah, like all personality. Like, that's the whole point. Like, the complexity of his character.
0: I understand that. Yeah. Um But once the call goes on... To the, to the layman, he's, he's one-liners, right? Every every Batman movie, he doesn't speak much when he's in the, in the, in the costume. And it's always these little pithy little, you know, uh, but when he's Bruce Wayne, he's essentially, you know, the, the, the rich playboy. So yeah, maybe they're giving it, they're taking away for the bat guys and they're giving for the Bruce Wayne alter ego. I don't know.
1: And she gets know. an eight point three for powers for a total of ninety point three out of one hundred.
0: Wow. Um you want to know what my top um three would be? Reluctantly.
1: Uh Batman, Wait. Superman, Spider Man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Although they and are that's, three that's, and four, I mean to be fair.
0: Right. That's speaking with my head, with my heart, it would be Spider Man, Superman, Batman.
2: Sure. Yeah.
1: What do you th- David
2: Uh no, I think I'd have to, I'd, I'd have to second that.
1: Yep. Number 50 is Dr. Manhattan.
2: Wow. Yeah. So where's Captain Adam on the list? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually,
2: At 50. At 50, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: You've got, That's uh, fun. yeah, you've got, uh, Dr. Manhattan Hawkeye. Because of all of
2: Dr. Manhattan's enemies.
1: Well, he, he gets a 1.7 for net for enemies. By far the lowest score of it anyone on the list that's the lowest score for any category
0: Wow yeah someone actually had to compile this list some probably an intern <laughs> you know um, what are what are some of the more surprising ones that made the list aside from Buffy Morpheus oh, wow
1: hmm I would say surprising Jessica Jones making the list is surprising to me. Uh,
0: I don't think, uh, that doesn't surprise me in light of the Netflix thing.
1: Hmm. Um. I mean, Buffy and I mean, Raphael making it, but no other turtle making it. I mean, why is that?
0: Yeah, why not Mike?
1: Yeah, it just seems odd. I mean, can you really give yeah. I don't know, it's just, like, Raphael has a 66.9. He's somewhere in the middle, I'd say, like, roughly 20th, 25th, something like that. Um. Must be that roid rage. But like none, of it just doesn't make sense why he would make the list, and no one, you know, just that—that's right, me. Right, right. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know the the rest. It, I don't know if there anyone's really surprising per se. It's, well, I mean, I'm trying to see is, is invisible. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Sue that Sue is the lowest Fantastic Four member is crazy. Yeah, it's serious. That's
0: what do they story. list her her power um, number?
1: Her power number is, uh, it's hard to see because.
0: Uh, if it's below an eight, it's just silly. Her power is seven. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. And I'm sure they rated the thing like nine, eight or
1: nine. Uh, the thing is the highest ranked of the FF, and they gave his powers a
0: 5.3. What? Yeah. Well it's nice that Susie's higher in power than than uh Ben because mm-hmm. she is.
1: But like to your point though, they gave the Falcon a five point three and that's crazy.
0: Oh, that's nuts.
1: And they give Ant Man a four point three. Doesn't make any
0: sense. Oh man. Nice.
1: He's tied with Jessica Jones for powers, which just makes no sense. No. She doesn't have any powers. She, she's human she's private, private. well no, she does have powers actually. No, never mind. She has powers. Forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway, just thought it was interesting. It's been going around, and uh I've had like 20 civilian people ask me what I thought it was.
2: Civilians?
1: The I civilians. I would uh, uh, throw it out there. But for those that, that are interested, the I'll post it on, uh, on the show notes on Facebook. But it's uh, Entertainment Weekly, EW.com. If you just Google uh Superhero Power Index, it'll come up.
3: So. The muggles. <laughs> Goodness. I got book
2: to talk about. Can we talk about some books? Time to wrap it up. You, oh, like, for real? Mm-hmm. Here's a quiz. <sighs> the how do you pronounce Kyle's last name? H O T Z. It's hot. It is not.
1: No Hotz.
2: Really? It's a long O, like oats. Yeah,
1: like oh,
2: It's oats. it's
1: yeah. Wow.
0: I'm glad. See, that's very valuable to it me. It is. It's absolutely valuable. It totally mangles people's names all the time. Hotes. Yep.
2: Neat. Yeah. Oh,
0: I learned something. Uh, thank you. You're
2: welcome.
0: All right. Now on to the book. Just just the one? Oh, I got many. Jason, were you being facetious when we said it's time to wrap it up, or do you really think we should bring this sucker home?
2: I was being semi facetious. Yes. Oh.
0: Well, I'll I'll do it can in I, my. Can I, track. can I go get a
2: bottle of water? Or we can. Keep, I'm just. I'm. Yeah. I'm it'll like, be fine. I'm way. like Marco Rubio up here.
0: <laughs> just it's longer than usual. Um. Hey, everyone! If you want to get your comics inexpensively, there's only one place to go, and that's Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Now, remember what I said? These will probably change next week. Do we still? No, they have some. T- no,
2: because it's, it's yeah. Because I. <laughs> I'm again. not. I'm not stressing over not getting my order in yet. So it's we're still two weeks away. Yeah,
0: but just make sure to write them down uh, from Dark Horse. And don't
2: forget your previews, like I do. Yes. Thanks.
0: Uh The always amazing Richard Corbin, miniseries horror, limited shadows on the grave number one, dollar ninety nine. P.S. Art books, pre code classic space busters and space patrol. It's a hardcover. Get it for thirty five ninety nine. That's forty percent off and. The Life and Legend of Wallace Wood hardcover from Fantagraphics is half price at $19.99. Get there, because uh, these books are, are really special. Now, in your travels, I want you to keep an eye peeled for an, a uh, book by I.D. I read the first issue of this four-issue uh, mini series, written by W. Maxwell Prince illustrated by martin morazzo color art by matt lopez it is called the electric sublime and it was amazing so good uh it starts um when you hear the 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 crux of the biscuit it starts in the louvre and this tour guide is is bringing everybody up to da vinci's uh mona lisa um and it's neat because the space in which the painting is hung is gigantic. It's like bigger than, than most people's homes. And uh, uh, this is just a, uh, an aside. As I'm reading the book and seeing the space that this one painting is, is, is hung in, I'm like, imagine valuing a piece of art to that degree where it's, it's in this auditorium, gigantic auditorium reserved for one, one little Painting. It's amazing. Like that, that's impact, right? But okay, uh, back to the story. So something's wrong with the Mona Lisa. It's winking. The, she's, the painting has been altered. Um, and this is not an isolated incident. Uh, um, art related crimes and death start erupting all over the place and they all seem to be tied to this strange pictogram. Uh, like think of a, a guitar pick. Point down right one dot for the left eye a dash for the right eye and there's this horizontal line uh, for the mouth that breaks the boundaries of the face like they keep finding this this image involved in these art related incidents like what does it mean so it's time to call the specialists in there's a bureau for artistic integrity Right, helmed by this director Breslin woman. And she goes to an insane asylum, a mental institution, and solicits the help of one Arthur Brute. Now, for short, it's Art Brute, right? (laughs) A man we learn has the ability to jump into paintings. And that's the dimension he calls the electric sublime. Now, before you cry foul, I will admit... That it sounds a lot like art ops, doesn't it? <laughs> That's what I was waiting for from Sean Simon and and uh, Mike Allred. But art ops is the inverse. Like the subjects of the paintings come out. Well, in Electric Sublime, Art Brute goes into the paintings. But there's an, there's like more wrinkles on it. He it, when 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 director Breslin goes into the asylum, she's she's trying to reach art brute he keeps talking to his little artist mannequin little 10 inch wooden mannequin right um and once they jump into the painting the mannequin is becomes real his name's manfred morrington wood and they call him manny and he's art brute's assistant he has a beret on and everything and there's a little face drawn on the mannequin like he's an ambulatory mannequin that speaks and stuff right um there's a Nod to Andy Warhol in this thing. Um, there's a kid, something weird involving this this boy named Dylan who, if he draws something, that thing and everything like that thing in the vicinity dies. Like he's in the in the car with his mother, and and, and she says, "Oh, look at the cows. What sound do the cows make?" And he's drawing a cow, and the the last panel of the scene is the 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 cars leaving the area and all the cows are like laying dead in the field right but the the spin is when when art brute jumps into the mona lisa and i'm going to spoil the ending of this because you should read it it's really cool the the mona lisa is dead there's a raven picking her eye out and she's like all skeleton and stuff um and then we see dylan and when the mother goes up to him he has on his little pad a drawing of the mona lisa so did, did Dylan Killer? You don't know, right? But the art is very reminiscent of Gabriel Rodriguez from, uh, Lock and Key. Maybe with a teeny bit of, uh, Frank Quitely thrown in and Seth Fisher. Very linear, very clean line, but it, this book was amazing. I loved it. I can't wait to see where it's going. Uh, The Electric Sublime from IDW. It's really cool. Read it in tandem with Art Ops. How about I like that? It it's it's got you know obviously they're very similar i think it was a bad idea to to tag so much of the plot of the first issue on the mona lisa when in art ops the whole first arc is hung on the mona lisa right so not the best decision they could have made it could have been really anything could have been the blue boy or something but they went with the mona lisa which okay whatever so put that on the back burner but read electric sublime number one it's good stuff nice
2: uh in your travels uh book that I need to get back to. Actually and here's a shout out to, to Raph as well. Um I kinda have two. First one is I didn't um I'm not up to date. I know Jason and I still have to do our saga talk and there are a few other things that, that we're all gonna be teaming up on in some way, shape or form. But um I talked about the first issue the second two issues have come out, uh, killer be killed by Edward Baker and Sean Phillips. The uh, first few pages of issue number two, I'm really there. Um, the panels, th- th- there's text on one side of the, uh, the page. To I side with the. Panels. I love that. I love that. But the watercolor painting style that, that Elizabeth Brightwiser used in these panels when, um, when, when he's talking to himself it's just it's beautiful um, yeah, I'm looking at it right yeah, now it's gorgeous gorgeous so uh so there's that I need to catch up on that I'll hopefully um be able to talk about that next week but um one of my raph posted this on the Facebook group page and it made me think of um my collection of the... well it wasn't really a collection because I was mine the issues and they were coming up, but the crossover that um followed uh Death in the Family, and that is A Lonely Place of Dying, which crossed over from Batman four forty, 440, four forty one and four forty two, and the New Titans, sixty and sixty one. And uh basically um Nightwing is an Alfred trying to bring Batman back from the brink because after losing Jason Todd, he's uh not really firing on all cylinders, not that Batman ever really is. So um that collection is available, I believe I don't know if it's bundled with year three, which is another um I think I kinda like year three more than year two. But in any case, uh it's a old Batman collection. You could probably pick up. and we're talking uh like nineteen eighty nine, but now you're going to talk about this next week. I might. We still got Justice League. We do. 200. We have 200. So yeah. So we can probably. Well, then not for next week. It can.
0: No, we can. You could do yours, and we could team up on Justice League 200.
2: Because it was awesome. It was. I was. <laughs> I was rereading it again the other day after you said it. So yeah, it's. I love man. The Broderick pages, the Gil Kane pages. It's. It's just. And you're. You're. You're right about the framing pages. Uh Definitely. Yeah. Uh, his, yeah. there are some uh, there's some pages that are looking pretty good but overall
0: no, they're they're really good, but it's pretty just good. that when you got Gil Kane bowling over Green Lantern with the anatomy that he
2: commanded so well it's hard to beat yeah. that yeah you got the Jim Aparo on the Aquaman. Yeah. there's just there's there's a lot of really good it, it's it's a special issue and i I love the I, I, I need that. I need a physical copy of that again. The recoloring on the, the digital version. The, the one in comicsology is just, it's not that, especially when, when, uh, Black Canary gets up after getting hit in the head with the arrow and she's got her hand at a temple. It looks, I, I know exactly what that looks like on paper and the, the, the recolored edition is not, it, it's, it's lacking that special yeah. something.
0: If I had my way, Brian Boland would always draw Green Arrow and Black Canary. The book would come out maybe two issues a year. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it, would be, it would be beautiful.
2: Uh, so yeah, so there you go. So, someone an old and, uh, and the new for New Travels. I had a boy.
1: Uh, sorry, I was eating these nuts, my bad. <laughs> of course you were. Not there. <laughs> well, we're not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your travels, every now and then a book comes along and you're just like, stand out. This is it, man. This is something I haven't seen and liked this in a long time, if ever. And uh, that happened this week when uh, my copy of uh, the newest offering from First Second arrived in my DCBS box. I'm talking about Demon Volume 1 by Jason Shiga. We are big fans of Mr. Sheikah's work and he has been, uh, we haven't talked about him in a long time. And the reason for that is that he has spent the last five years of his life on this demon comic as a webcomic.
0: Wait, m- meanwhile came out five yeah. years ago? Wow.
1: Crazy oh orange, my God. You know? Um, but, uh, the good news is, is that this comic, this webcomic is now complete. It's actually been taken off the internet. Uh, because he's now printing it uh, in four volumes. This first one um, came out uh, two weeks ago. And I'm not sure about the timing of the other volumes. Again, the works are done, so I'm not sure if they're going to come out quickly or not. Uh, but either way, I did not read the webcomic. So thrilled to have a collected edition. Essentially, it was like an OGN from my perspective. But um, this is a it's a... It's a sick sick book, um, but 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 funny in, in a way that that I think Shiga is known for. Uh on the very surface of it, it's a story about a gentleman named Jimmy Yee who wants to kill himself. And uh he's he's having trouble doing it. He's he's having a lot of trouble killing himself. Um, the book initially reads like um, like Groundhog Day, where he tries to kill himself he wakes up alive, tries to kill himself. He wakes up alive, tries to kill himself, wakes up alive. And he's trying all different things. He's trying pills, cutting his wrists, hanging himself, shooting himself. Nothing seems to work or does it. And that's the, that's the conceit because you may remember if you've seen movie Groundhog Day or, or other things like it, um, you know, every time Bill Murray, um, would wake up in the hotel room, he'd hear the same music and he'd look over and he'd see the clock and it was the same time. Well, in this case, Jimmy's in a hotel room, uh, and he keeps waking up. But every time he wakes up, the clock's two minutes, three minutes fat four fast, like later. And music is different. And there's something else about the room that's different. So is it really Groundhog Day or something else going on? And, um, I don't want to spoil the book, especially it's the first of, of four volumes, but um, the solicit and the back cover and everything explain that what's really going on is that uh, Jimmy's a demon. So he can't kill himself. He keeps possessing different bodies and then killing those bodies. Um, and so he's like murdering people, but in, he's not realizing it because he's like thinking he's them because he's possessing them. Uh, and then he gets some self-realization and then the book gets like super off the wall crazy. Uh, so much so that uh, at one point, Vince, he is believed to be trapped in a body far away from an other, any other human such that if he killed himself, he wouldn't be able to possess anyone else. But he decides he needs to kill himself anyway. And so he doesn't have any instruments or sharp objects or, uh, access to anything that would allow him to convil- kill himself in any nor- normal way that you might, might think of. So he begins to ejaculate and lets the ejaculate harden continuously until he has enough that he can make <laughs> a knife out of, uh, petrified ejaculate
0: death by sperm. knife. Kill himself. Oh,
1: I love yeah. it. <laughs> Why did I go with yeah. that? Um, <laughs> So it's crazy, as you might imagine, from that last little bit. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And uh in as much as a demon, a homicidal demon, uh, can be endearing, Jimmy uh, Jimmy's endearing. Uh, and I, like I said, I didn't know much about this other than I'm a fan of Jason Chica's work. So didn't know it was the first of four volumes. Didn't know it was a webcomic for the last few years. Um, so super excited to... Uh, see where this goes, but it's all wrapped up. Uh, if you go to Shiga's website, like I said, he, he took the, the web comic down. You can read the first chapter if you'd like, it's still up there. Um, and he's actually moved to Paris, um, where he's working on a 500 page secret project, um, for some publishers. So cool stuff to come. But in the meantime, if, uh, if you're so inclined, check out first, second, uh, demon volume one, it's, uh, it's a trip, man. It's an absolute trip. Get it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's bananas. It's bananas. Plantanas.
0: I knew it was coming. Oh my god, I'm prescient. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed this. We hope you did, and uh, if you did enjoy this, hey, do us a favor. As I always say, leave us an iTunes review, please, or anywhere you you heard this would be nice. The wall. And the yeah, bathroom wall. You know. Whatever, as always. Bum, bum, Say good night. You're cheating, David.
2: I'm not doing that though. Oh, wasn't you? Say.
0: You fapping.
1: I'm fapping. I'm fapping to make a, a, a <laughs> knife. You sound <stomach sighs> <is. laughs> like you're Fapping.
3: <laughs> Fap
0: knife. <laughs> I need to cut my sandwich. It's, and now we ruined it on him. Say goodnight. I,
2: I got. Uh, oh, you got it. I'm okay. I'm just waiting for you know, do the thing. All, All right. To, to, Calm to down. Fast.
0: Stifle. Stifle. Good night. <laughs> you better get that checked.
1: <laughs>
0: got some air in the line, David. Ah, look at you. So good. <sighs>
1: to anyone we forgot to shout out in our New York recap. uh, Apologies. We're sorry. To y'all. We didn't mean it. Yeah, we didn't mean it. Yeah. We're old. Charge it to my head, not my heart, to quote Sean Pryor. I like that.
3: Aww.
0: Cool. I never made it to the zombie tramp table.
1: I, uh, I got some cool news from Sean today. He, uh, the new version of Cash and Carry, uh, received its first review upon release and got a 10 out of 10. Cool. He's very excited. Should be. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very excited for uh, Kentucky Kaiju his book that's coming out too. Blowing up like my pages son.
0: <laughs> 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 say, <laughs> say bye. Uh,
3: so
2: Hillary. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, say it's like, that Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer though. Oh for real though. Oh and Luke Cage though. Not about Luke Cage. And 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 the Logan trailer. Oh damn! We gotta have a little bonus time.
0: We can skip that. Luke
2: Cage, Logan.
0: No. What about it?
1: You were right. Oh my God, no, I was. not Anyway, but the what?
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> bag it up, bag it up, bag it up. You have to admit that the writing severely goes over the cliff.
1: You're 100 pres- percent right.
0: Yeah, it does. The uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the entirety oh, see, of, Luke, the your of Luke Cage, right. But the magic bullet acid bath episode is boring as dirt.
1: I think the whole thing is boring like from like halfway through on.
0: I wouldn't say halfway.
1: Well, seven. No,
0: seven. Well, yeah.
1: Halfway?
0: Oh, that's right. There's 13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, eight, nine, and ten. I, 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 admittedly, I didn't watch past ten because they just, they just lost me. I don't. I'm not going to. So you could tell me whatever. My biggest beef
1: is, uh, is with Rosario Dawson, frankly. Why? Uh, it's just getting too much that she's embroiled in all of these things, and I know that's the point, but, um, the 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 fact that they are a love interest at the end just drives me nuts. This makes no sense to me. Huh? She's a straight up hoe.
0: Maybe, but. Um, I see, I think it does make, uh, sense because she was heavily involved in Jessica Jones. And she knew him. She, she saved him. So. Yeah,
1: I know, I mean, but. Why did she?
0: No, I'm, I'm not, not trying to, I'm not being a naysayer. I'm just saying it, conceptually, it makes sense for her to be there.
1: Yeah. Worst, it's it's not, I I think worst antagonist of the, of the bunch so far.
0: Oh, uh, Diamondback? Yeah. He's terrible.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's uninter, un- uninter, they had the best antagonist and they, they just threw him away for an oh shit moment that didn't really, from what I saw, didn't really pay off. Yeah. Does she get better towards the end of the, uh, no, of this, of, it. I mean, acting wise and she's good actress,
1: and, but, but no, the character I think is, is, Ill.
0: see, it's just squandered, squandered. Copperhead was awesome. She played the character too, er, er, sorry, too reserved. Cotton. Too reserved, I think. Yeah, yeah. David's very quiet. Well, cool, cause he loved it. Well, that don't mean he have to be quiet. He could be, wait, wait wait, a minute, wait a
2: minute, come on. I've, I've done that and you didn't, and, and you're not going to finish it. So it's, uh, I'm not so finish it's, it. you know, it, it's, I'm not, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't think that there were some slow moments as there were in all three seasons of the previous. Marvel series. It, it's, they, they have to do these 13, we bitch about it with a, with a network broadcast show that goes on for 22 episodes. It's like, what's, what's with the filler? Just keep it tight, which is why one reason Mario and I were saying that, you know, everybody seems to love Stranger Things because boom, just in and out. This is the story we're telling. That's all we need to tell. Yeah. We're moving yeah. on. And, and it's its own little universe there. So it's not like we need to know about everybody else. Maybe if it gets bigger, and we get new characters and, and it gets a little sprawling, but here we have an interconnected universe that's already existing with a dozen other movies and I don't know if they just feel like listen you know, we're gonna we we wanna make sure we hit certain beats and, and you know we're gonna mention hammer tech and and we're not really gonna talk about the Avengers as much as we have in other shows, but you know we'll mention the incident and and we'll talk about you know. The really good lawyer in Hell's Kitchen and, and it, it, they're, they're giving you that, that Marvel comics feeling from the sixties where, you know, Spider-Man could swing by the Baxter building in an issue of Fantastic Four and it ain't no thing. So, uh, I, I'm down with the interconnectivity. I have no problem with Rosario because it, they, you know, Luke is, It may have been a little convenient with her showing up at mom's diner and, and Luke just happens to be having lunch with Bobby that day and, and everybody meets up again. But, uh, she seems to be the common thread connecting everybody. I'm guessing she's going to be stitching up the defenders as they, you know, come through the door. Um, I thought, I thought Diamondback looking like a G.I. Joe reject was kind of silly. I did not like that look. Um, but I, I enjoyed, I think I enjoyed everybody in it and the parts that they played. Although I, I, I don't know why I was supposed to be so threatened by, by, uh, a midget Latino chewing on Milky Ways and, and there was absolutely nothing about that dude. That was, I mean, he's going to, he's going to go up and, and, Talking to Cottonmouth's breastplate as if, you know, he's supposed to be some badass and I just wasn't buying it. But um, I think overall, from start to finish, I enjoyed it more than Jessica Jones because I found it to just to hold my, not so much hold my interest, but there were just there were more. More things in it consistently that, that I enjoyed. I wasn't real keen, neither one of us and we, I told you guys this when, when I saw you that, uh, we really weren't feeling misty in this house and, um, that really, aside from her look on the last episode, there really wasn't much, I, I didn't see any misty night from the comics, uh, in the show, but I mean, o- overall I enjoyed the show a lot. I, I'm not going to, Say you guys are wrong, obviously, because it's, there are parts where it does get slow. And I I can absolutely see, you know, it not, if there's so much, I mean, aside from everything that we're reading that we're never going to be able to read in a year, we have a lot of television to catch up on. And if, if there's something that's, you're not grooving to, you're not going to waste your time with it. Right. Right. And I'm kind of sad
0: because I absolutely loved it. The first seven episodes, I loved it. I thought they were damn near perfect. And then when that, when 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 we say goodbye to to Cottonmouth, I just thought it was the dumbest I, just I mean,
1: that was the big one. I agree, but like Pops and I just, I don't know. It seemed like
0: <laughs> oh no, I, Pops had to die.
1: But he, yeah, but I'm saying the the quality of the actors and the characters. I think like they got rid great.
0: of great. Yeah, even know. the storytelling was spot on. It was it was. Um interesting. I thought the musical acts within the club awesome. got a little no, I think they got a little expected after a while. And they were all different styles. It's like, okay, alright. So who are we gonna promote this episode? Mm. Let's put somebody else. But no, I mean that was cool. It set the it set the, the tone, the ambiance for the thing. It was it, it set the soundtrack. It was good. But I mean once she takes center stage, uh Black Mariah, like uh They, 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 they phoned it in from that point on. But anyway.
1: I, uh, I thought the biggest issue I had with the show, frankly, was, uh, was Misty as well. Um, she was like the worst cop ever. I mean, like in terms of, uh, aptitude. Like, let's see, she, she, she can't like, she can't deduce anything. Then she can't figure out that her, her lifelong partner is a crook. Right, right. Like she's totally taken aback by that. Uh, even though like she's all up in everybody else's giblets. Uh, (laughs) she, she loses her gun, which is like the cardinal sin for a cop to lose their gun. Uh, then she fucking loses her phone, which will then leads to a murder of a key witness. Uh, I mean, it's like, uh, how homegirl didn't get fired? I don't know.
0: She didn't kick, kick enough ass for me. Right. Misty Knight, Misty Knight's an ass ass kicker. kicker. Yeah. I mean, physically, I think she's beautiful. No, no, no.
1: I think the casting... Physically, the casting is spot on,
0: right? And, but and I, they, they I wish alluded he alluded
1: to her eventually, maybe having the arm because her arm got all fucked up in the, in the, in the you know, in the.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah was... I mean,
1: but still, um, yeah. But I just think the casting was bad. Like, I love. Um, I apologize. I don't know his name, the actor's name, but the like... dude that plays Shades. Oh,
2: Theo Rossi. Yeah,
1: yeah, theo Rossi. I thought he was he was awesome. Sons of Anarchy. He's yeah. probably my favorite character he's, in that.
0: He's a slimy
1: bastard. And, uh, but like, he's so little. And then the 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 the, like you said the dude in the box he's so little like they're like they're like little mini men like how do I take them seriously?
0: It it crumbles after the main character. I think the casting and the acting ability of of Cage, um, forgive me, I don't know his name. I think he's he's perfect in the role. Yeah,
1: he's really well cast. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I can't think of anybody that would do it better. Um, And then Pops was amazing, Lamont. But from there on down, it's just kind of like like I liked Bobby much better than Colleen. I shouldn't, right? I should like. I mean, Colleen was front and center. She, sh- uh, Colleen, Misty. I, I mean.
1: was gonna say Colleen
0: Wing. I was, I was saying Colleen Wing. No, I'm thinking Misty. I should have liked her, judging from her prominence in the overall story. Like I should have glommed onto her more than a guy that's just in the background playing chess but he
2: was great. Oh, Bobby Fish was great,
0: yeah. Yeah, and the thing, again, I've bottomed out on the last two Marvel series. Like, I didn't even finish Daredevil after episode. Like, after the Punisher thing, I
2: stopped. hmm
0: Which, you know, maybe that was on me, but this one, I, I can't bring it, I can't bring myself to, to watch the rest of it. I just don't care.
2: The, uh, there wasn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't have a problem with her. I mean, it was, it was a gut punch, because it, it was supposed to, Knock you down, but I, I did not have a problem with, uh, Mariah taking out a cottonmouth. I didn't have a, um, I didn't even have a problem with, with the last episode where it, it leaves it, um, where they, they, they can take it in, in the second season and whether or not Iron Fist somehow connects it or if, um, or if after Iron Fist, then, then we see Luke again. You know, I, that's, that's part of the appeal with the shows for me is to see, you know, we, we already know that, you know, these are the characters we know that, um, so yeah, we had Night Nurse and she shows up in Daredevil first and then she's in Jessica Jones. Luke Cage is in Jessica Jones. So Luke Cage is basically a spinoff of that. And, you know, but we didn't see Danny Rand at all. So see what the Iron Fist, but I, Again, just like those old comics from back in the day, I, I enjoy these shows to find out who may be popping up. And I think that, you know, this way, even though Wilson Fisk is in prison, um and handling his business that way, uh, you know, Luke Cage or Harlem has their own kingpin to deal with. So it's, it, I, I appreciate that even though Rosario was in it and so much, I, I appreciate that they also can kind of be the um, standalone. You don't need, it's not, you didn't need to watch two seasons of Daredevil to watch Luke Cage. It's had nothing to do with each other. So um I, I think, I, I don't think you could say, I think it's easy to say um if somebody didn't care for any of the other two Marvel shows that, that they wouldn't like Luke Cage. You can still, you, you can watch him independently without, you know, worrying about if anything else is going to, but it, there hasn't been that much history where you're going to be lost just watching 13 episodes of Luke Cage. Yeah. Ro- one thing about the Marvel Netflix
0: to date, I'm, I'm glad, and on, on one hand, I'm glad that they're going with this street level, gritty, um, real world, interpretation of, of superheroes but on the other hand i think they're shying away
2: from the costumes a bit too much well they also don't have and that's that's something i think that can be i was watching this week's episode of the flash before we recorded tonight and another character is is brought into the team and has a suit as a costume as an outfit by the end of the episode it's like so when did that sometimes they're a little bit too free in handing out outfits this dude is just a guy just trying to live in harlem so i don't know no i'm not talking about luke i'm talking about like just the whole
0: marvel netflix experience in general like i fully expect if bullseye ever pops up i didn't see the the majority of daredevil season two so i don't know if he did I, I expect if bullseye pops up, it's gonna be a guy wearing a concentric circle t-shirt. You know, like they don't seem to be very willing to embrace the fact that these characters are, are, are supposed to be where like they're supposed to be larger than life wearing things that separate them from everybody else like it's it's ridiculous it would maybe it would be ridiculous on the tv show if bullseye dressed the way he did but i don't know try it like they
2: they're shying away from every like diamondback was just a dude well uh, yes but and he, he kind of wears a, a an outfit at the end but um what is it it's it's like a green the, like you it it he looks like some low rent GI Joe dude it's it's a it's an OD uh, green jumpsuit, um with a funky looking, see through, face paint Cobra Commander type helmet, um, boy yeah it just it, it it looked a little silly um
0: now if they give if they give Misty the cybernetic arm. That's gonna be a challenge for
2: them. Uh, but not, well, I don't know. I don't know if it will because that's, you know, who, who could make the arm for? Stark. Stark, so, right. So, you know, there's the connection there and, yeah, that, the last two episodes, the, the, there was, she gets shot through the arm, hits an artery, uh, bleeding profusely, um, Claire has to go all MacGyver and, and, uh, and stitch her up and if, if, if basically what's keeping the hole in her arm from gushing blood all over the place, if, if, if it gets sewn up too long, she runs the risk of losing it. So, oh shit. So she's going to lose the arm. So here's the bionic arm. That's coming, but no, she gets fixed up and she, her arms in a sling for like, Three minutes, and in the next episode, she's like slapping people and holding holding crowds back at at arm's length, and it's like you're you almost your your arm, you almost lost it, and and now it's just I got better. It I just it made no sense, yeah. and it, it and that that's the main thing that really kind of earthed me as, as long. But it was um as long as Bullseye thing. doesn't have a branded tattoo on his forehead, I'm good. Right. Well, that was just silly too. Right. But.
0: They're, they're gonna have to go the distance with Iron Fist because the costume is essential. Mm
1: -hmm. They,
0: they, they need to do Iron Fist. I'm not saying mirror the comics, but he needs to have the dragon. He needs to have some kind of, of, of regalia that looks like his history. The, you need to trace this character back, and it, he's not an average person. He's not a person like a street-level person, like in 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 Luke Cage. You need to elevate Iron Fist. You got to make him look different. Don't he, he needs the costume, basically? Yeah,
2: and I have a feeling it might, it'll probably be similar to the current Power Man Iron Fist, where Luke is, you know, in in the in the suit. Vest slacks and and Danny's wearing you know the jumpsuit with with the half mask that I love so it 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 very well you know yeah I think Iron Fist is going to stand out I it it, right now you just have Daredevil in an outfit because Jessica Jones she's a jacket so yeah that's it just Daredevil um yeah I think I think once Iron Fist because you also have the um I think if you're Daredevil is enhanced. With the heightened senses and Iron Fist will have, obviously he'll have, he'll have the power he's going to have, you know, he's got the, the chi. He'll, he'll be able to, I, I'm guessing if you're somehow super, you end up with a funky outfit. If you're just, you know, some average Joe who, who doesn't, I mean, aside from being strong and having really tough skin, um, even the falcon's costume is functional yeah. i mean it's not
0: you know it's not flashy at right. all and and they're down they're they're getting away with it with doctor strange because he looks like a flamboyant you know magician type yeah. sorcerer type so that that's that's their out with that but i i even ant-man the costume like i i want to see full on superhero in a costume like that doesn't necessarily need to wear it but wears it just because well i want to see that in the marvel universe yeah why why okay spider-man that's the, that's really the only one so far with a costume that wears it just just because it's a costume
3: mm-hmm.
0: thor is is uh, a norse god so he doesn't dress like everybody the the iron man armor fulfills a, a purpose So that's supposed to be there. Like, there's really no character aside from Spider-Man that just wears a a costume for fuck's sake. Just does it. I want more of it in the Marvel Universe. Yes. And I want DC to stop being so dark. I want a lot of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That Wolverine trailer, though.
0: Oh no, dude! It's horrible. There, there is no way you can ever get my ass in a seat oh to watch my that god, movie. Dude. It looks wow, so really? boring. Oh my god! It looks, I don't, it looks boring. I don't
2: think it looks amazing. I don't think it looks boring at all.
0: Courtship of of Eddie's father. It's like yeah. like let, let let's watch Logan protect this girl. Crazy. That's not my idea of a good time. Wow. No.
1: By the way, uh, shout out to uh, to Mario and Jin. Yeah. Leia passed away. So.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Much love. There you
1: go. Much love.
0: All right. We want to bring this home and y'all got anything else to say?
1: Uh, just that Vince is nuts. He was right about Luke Cage, but he's dead wrong about Logan.
2: Yeah, see? See? I'm not. Give a one-hand take with it. The... But Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2. Spot on, right? Oh, oh. oh. Now, see, you, this do you, is... Do you need a hug? <laughs> dude the whole thing it's just um you just need to find a woman as pathetic as you are so the the last year it was officially disbanded um what's that? the the marvel creative committee has been that's been present ever since iron man has uh Last year, just about a year ago, I think last September, um, and 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 the committee consisted of um, it was Bendis, it was Joe Kasada, it was Alan Fine, um, let's see, uh, Dan Buckley, and yeah, so. Basically, and, and at times they would often cause delays in getting the movies made because they got real jobs. You know, Bendis has to write a dozen comics a month. Everybody's got something to do. So when they'll get to the movies, when, when they, when they get to their notes on, on what'll make this movie better, um, they'll get around to it. Um, the rumor is that this committee is the reason why Edgar Wright left and didn't do Ant-Man. Uh, and why maybe Black Panther got a different director. So, um, because of when the committee was no longer being used, there were still some movies in the pipeline, uh, specifically Civil War, and probably parts of Doctor Strange. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, next summer, should be, I believe, the first non- Committee movie, so there might be. I'm not. I'm not worried because it's still James Gunn, and and I don't. It, this is Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's going to feel different than. Well, it's still so
1: Kevin Feige, I think. It was
2: right? Yeah, that's. Yeah, he is still, but he's reporting to Disney now and not to Ike anymore, and and that's, uh, which was another reason why the committee had to to break up is because Ike's got issues, and and Disney wanted a, um, I guess a bigger part or or, or just a stronger hand. Um, but i'm wondering if if actually that because the the trailers the the logo before the the marvel studios logo is is different so i was wondering if maybe that was the reason that was part of the reason was because of this of this slight shift but i'm i mean i'm looking forward to guardians immensely so i uh it looks great. i can't wait for that
0: who's the antagonist do we know is what, I mean, I didn't really, no, it wasn't hinted at yeah, in the in the trailer. I,
2: I, I, I mean, I don't know if Yondu's part of the team now or if it's, if there's, if it's just a matter of a uh, convenience to all be working together, but it's, um, yeah, I don't, it, I'm not, I posted the teaser. I, I'm sure, I don't know if they're going to show anything before Doctor Strange. Um, this movie isn't coming out until May, so there's going to be a couple of more trailers, I'm sure. I don't know how many of them I'll watch, but it, Guardians really isn't a movie that I'm concerned about. Um, well, that's not true. As I said, I'm really not concerned about having anything spoiled, but it, it's still, I would like the surprises. So I don't, I, I know nothing about, I, 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 I don't know anything about it.
1: Okay then. I mean, Yandu's a member, I know that much.
2: He is a member now?
1: Mm Mhm.
2: Yeah. Not wrong with that that. happen between movies or in this movie?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I know he's a member in the movie, whether they give us the, the join up stories to be, how would I know that?
2: I'm, well, Mm. he was, I mean, he wasn't a member at the end of the first one. No. No, but he's, he's a member of the team in this new movie. Okay. That should
0: be set up for a lot of hilarity with friggin' Yando for yeah.
1: Russell's the one of the antagonists.
0: Uh we know who he plays, though. I don't. Okay. Okay. There you go. All right. Hey, let's bring it home, everybody. Yeah, thanks for being for real, here for real this time. Yeah, for real. We'll see you. we'll you'll hear us next week. Make sure you're here because we'll be waiting as we'll usual. About
2: all the books next week. All of them more that you them. don't know about yes bye Later.